sometimes I retweet the Franklin and Bash Twitter feed just because it amuses me. <laughs> do you want to do the who's losing and who's winning on Facebook? Oh, yes, we can do that. We can do that. Hello, and welcome to Ramjack, Doctor of Madness, MD. Hi guys, this is Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio, as always, is Brad. Hello! Welcome to episode 101. 101! We did it! Woo! We did it! We're still here! Yeah, it's fun times. For reals. Brad, so much stuff has happened since the last time we recorded. So much stuff happened before we recorded, but since it was episode 100, we had to table things. True that, true that. Um, But it's out of the way, you know? Indeed. Again, people, if you're listening through from the beginning, maybe skip 100. It's not. It's not a beginner episode. It's, it's not one that you should really right, actually. Right. You gotta see. earn it. You gotta earn you it. You need to earn that one. That's an earned episode. <laughs> but one on one, feel free to join us. I will say on this episode, we are going to go back to form. We're going to be reviewing some of the most interesting episodes of Saved by the Bell and Mr. Belvedere we have ever seen. Seriously, guys, we watched Belvedere and we had to stop and say that was the craziest thing we've ever seen. Little did we know <laughs> that Save by the Bell was going to go bonkers. We weren't ready. How could we be? We're only mortal. <laughs> Brad, I don't know about that anymore. Um, two things off the bat. I got a text last night around 3 a.m. I erased it, and I'm so sad that I did, from a number that wasn't in my phone. And it said, <laughs> and I quote, Hey, dot, 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 salvation. <laughs> That's what I woke up to this morning. I read that and thought, what? Hey, salvation. It's rare that you see Jesus all up in your phone. Like, like unexpectedly. Like it, and I needed that this morning. Yo, douche, salvation. There was Get a, up out of your bed. Un, I, I, the person's name's not in my phone, so I don't know if it's someone I knew from my past that didn't make the cut whenever I changed phones. Mm-hmm. Because it was a Tennessee number, right? I, um, or is it a wrong number? Or is it a wrong number? I've been getting some bonkers um, wrong number texts as well lately. But from your Lord and Savior? Uh, no, just from... Telling you to like, hey, salvation, think about oh, it. no, I don't think so much... Because my, my shit is flipped. Like, everything is different now. Brah, it's Queese, we're Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's not divinely... I, I don't think so. I, I, I would love if it was the same person who just was, like, trying to... What was his name? Dustin? Like, trying to get a hold of Dustin. Like, hey... Bra, it's Queese. We're Dustin. Oh, and that one's from... I was about to read another one, but I realized that was from you. <laughs> don't forget the 40-ounce Arizona iced tea. I mean, damn. Talk about stereotypes. <laughs> that's the kind of text Alex sends. So, so that's how my day started. But around um, 2.30, I got, we got a fax at work. And I died today. Oh. Check out this picture really quick. Do you know what a first call is? It's no. the thing they fill out at the funeral home or like in the morgue when they call to let you know someone's died. Whoa. Um, I'm just going to read this because it's kind of crazy. Okay. First call, July 10th, 2012. Deceased, Alexander Green. Wow. I'm reading this and thinking. Hey, ghost. What's real and what's not real anymore? <sighs> Location of deceased. The sunken city of Raleigh? Removal team of two. Bring board as a weapon. What? Do you know what the sunken city of Raleigh is? No. All right, well, I... Again, I don't know what's right, what's real and not real anymore, but um, apparently that's where Cthulhu lives? Or sleeps oh. on our planet? I don't know what uh. I was doing there. The, but the doctor, who, you know, assumed that I was dead, is who? Ah. Uh. So I might have, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know. Mm. Autopsy, yes. Notes, 
got up in them guts. I don't know what's happening. What What is this? Who sent that? Earliest removal time? Morris Day. I have no idea what Morris Day is, um, but I'm assuming it was in reference to Zach Morris sure. and the holiday that we should surely actually it's, celebrate Say by the Bell. Well, we on. don't celebrate anymore, Alex. Now we celebrate Franklin and Bash Day. <laughs> it, it did change. There was that vote to get it changed. Yep. Next of kin, taped to a shark. And my mother was taped to a shark, apparently. There are three lines on the certificate. This is an official, actually, death, like, first call certificate, by the way. Uh, there's three lines for relationship of the next of kin. Why would you need three lines, and it even says here, to define the relationship of your next of kin? Like, even if it's third cousin twice removed, that's two lines at that. Uh, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird, guys. You need a designer to fix this. Uh, person calling, person scratched out and it says dog calling. Yes, this is dog. Um, people who make no internet beams know that. Uh, call taken by, of course, this is from uh, Cambridge, the, the woman I spoke of on the last episode. Again, 100's earned, don't whatever, but trust. Um, and comments, dead ass. No comments on the back, though. Felt kind of weird. Like, oh, okay, nothing else to talk about. I died today. Dead. I'm dead. Hey, I, am a, I may or may not be officially You're dead. dead. You're dead. Jesus tried to save you at the last minute. You said, fuck you, baby Jesus. Jesus took Which, my... <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Jesus took my phone and uh, still died. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Letting uh, you know. It's all bullshit. <laughs> it wasn't real. Still isn't real. And I'm a ghost now. I'm a walking ghost. I'm a dead man. Hey. I did see an awesome prank online the other day where it said, get three people that are your friends and target a stranger, basically, and through the course of the day have each of, each of you accidentally bump into them and say, like, oh, you're asleep. And then later in the day <laughs> say, wake up. <laughs> and then later someone else wants to do it and says, you're in a coma. But then act like you didn't even bump into them, like you don't know them when you walk away. We've got to try this. We need the that third person. That sounds fucking amazing. Cedric's too slow, but we need to do this to someone. We should do it to a podcast. We should call a podcast and prank them. I like this. And in the middle of it, just say, you're in a coma. And then the next call is that. I like this. I'm just throwing out stuff that happened, man. But yeah, so I'm dead. And who Who knew? knew? Who knew indeed? Brad, what's been going on with you, man? Well, you know, just living my life. Living your life. Living my life. I'm living my life. Um, But what I'd like to do, Alex, I'd like to step back into the the Larger Locks Literary Lounge. Awesome. Because i got to talk about Harry Belafonte a little bit more. Dude, please talk about Harry Belafonte I, I, more. I want to say a couple of things. Um, I finished the Belafonte book, um, but I've also finished a couple other things. So I'd just like to make some quick recommendations. I finally read the um, last two volumes of Preacher. Oh, did you? Yes. Very nice. It's fucking awesome. I highly recommend the graphic novel series. The late ni- mid-late 90s, I don't know. But it's really quality stuff. Also, I just picked up... Uh, um, Dan Fitzgerald's book, Nailed, Ten Christian Myths That Show Jesus Christ Never Existed. Nice. Which is really good. Good stuff. Um, also, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, along the same lines, Why Are You Atheists So Angry? 99 Things That Piss Off the Godless by Greta Christina. It's really good. It's finally out um, on paperback and physical oh, book. It's been on nice. Kindle for a couple of months, but you people that... That's are, fascinating. Yeah. I'm gonna have to jump into that. Yeah, so that's that's out now. You can actually buy that. Also, Paul Krugman's book in this depression now is finally out on paperback, which I also got on Kindle ahead of time. I love this being able to get books digitally first on the cheap, and then you know you you other people you can get them when the paper catches up to you. Once they once they've actually printed them and they right. ship them out. 
Right, which is it's awesome. Digital. But yeah, Paul Krugman's book um, is really good. If, you, if you're looking for a good economic read, Paul Krugman is brilliant. Nobel winning uh, econ- economist. Brilliant. Nice. Brilliant guy. I love his stuff. So that's just some, that's some picks. Guys, get to reading. You're looking for some books? I just listed some for you. The tail end of summer's coming up, and if you not got your summer reading list made, do it now. Do it now. I mean, just, just educate yourself. Hit me up. I got, all, I got plenty for you. I got more, but we don't have time to cover all the books. <laughs> we just got time to cover the ones that we talk about here. And right now we're going to talk about Harry Belafonte because he's amazing. Guys, I said it on the Facebook group. Just take my word for it and get this book. I, if, if I can force you to buy two books, get the Teddy Roosevelt books Yes. <laughs> by Edmund Morris, all three, they're amazing, and get the Harry Belafonte book, My Song. Those are all the role models you'll need. The, that's Tell your children. If you need two human beings to look up to as, as a role model, you cannot do better than Teddy Roosevelt and Harry Belafonte. I, I'm almost, I feel ashamed that I didn't know this much about Harry Belafonte before because he is incredibly tied into the civil rights movement. And I don't, I knew that he was involved and I knew that he was an activist and I knew that he was, you know, just a, a great progressive liberal guy, but I did not know the extent. Martin Luther King did a lot of his planning at Harry Belafonte's house. A hell of a lot of the planning. Before he went down to Memphis when he was assassinated, he left Harry Belafonte's house to go to the plane. They did. They were doing their planning at Belafonte's place. Wow. When he died, Coretta Scott King called Harry Belafonte. They went down, and Harry Belafonte picked out the suit that Martin Luther King Jr. was buried in. Best buds. Yeah. They were tight. Harry Belafonte set up the uh, life insurance policy um, well, on Martin Luther King. No, that's a little shady. For Coretta <laughs> Scott King and oh, their family. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been broke. Well like, done. I mean, he's fucking like, and he put so much of his own money into the civil rights movement, and he did so much. Well, and there was a lot of people, you know, kind of dragging their heels. Sydney Portier. <laughs> like he would—he didn't really like getting involved. He was like, oh, I'm kind of doing my cushy Hollywood thing. Let's, I don't really want to shake things up. And also, we all know about the McCarthy era, but I never really had a good sense of how insanely, and well, I, and I obviously, when you think about it, how um, that affected African-American performers and artists. They were all on watch. Really? Because if you say anything, even slightly in, in the vein of civil rights, you're on the watch because you're clearly... You're a protester. You're an activist. And those are the people that were targeted. And those are bad things to be a protester and an activist? McCarthy era? I know, but still. That's who they were going after. That's silly. (laughs) I get the sense that there was not a even semi-successful African-American entertainer of any sort on the art scene that was not being watched and directly threatened. Like Belafonte, like his, uh, his first wife, a lot of the problems with them came from the fact that they kept sending agents to like harass her when he was out of town to find out who he was meeting up with because they were trying to connect um, Harry Belafonte to communism. And as much as Harry Belafonte is awesome, I mean, once you have those people around you, paranoia starts setting in and then, you know, yeah. things yeah. take a downward spiral. And I mean, and, her, and Harry Belafonte was close friends with Paul Robeson, the first, you know, major black Broadway star who ended up losing his all of his money to political causes and things it ended up in his later years really just broken down. Yikes. It's awful. And he, he was he was a full-out communist. But it was a different time. It was a different time. Like, that, you know, those were in the, you know, the revolutionary days of communism. 
before all hell broke loose. Yeah, that was back when it was really exciting. Yeah. I mean, come on, communism, again, on we've paper. said on paper, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Written it's great. as an idea, it sounds amazing. Right. To a point, I, I, it's, I like more individualism and, like, I guess choice in certain respects, but it, as a yeah. pure principle, great. wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has far fewer problems on paper than capitalism does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, so, it's just, it's amazing to see the things that were going on as a part of that. Like, Harry Belafonte's, his therapist, his psychiatrist, um, she worked his her, her way into his life to the point where her <laughs> husband became his manager for a while. Whoa. And then it turns out that he was an informant. Like, he was actually a former communist that had been turned by the government and was now undercover. What? Yeah. So that was all a plan from the beginning. Yeah. Ruse. Yeah. Like, how it's an incredible he, story. How did he take that? Well, like, eventually, because he was worried about, like, you know, getting all this, losing all this money and losing his career to, you know, the fucking Red Scare. So he eventually, um, you know, he, he worked it out. He got away, okay, but, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't communist, was he? No, no. He was just civil rights. Right. Which I don't see how you could really equate those two. Well, because I know, I know it's any excuse yeah. to get money and, you know, silence a minority or whatever. Right. So that's Well, and also, I mean, but, I mean, they are... They were, even then, I mean, much more tied together because you look at all the countries that were really pushing for rights. The communist countries were much more about civil rights for everyone. They were much more about equality. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that makes sense to a point. Right. But all you'd have to say is, no, I think civil rights are just great. I don't believe in communism. Right. And that's how Harry Belafonte ended up getting on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh. Because he was blacklisted at the time. And Ed Sullivan comes in, he's like, hey, um, I'd like to have you on the show, but, you know... There's, I'm hearing these things. And Belafonte, like, told him, he's like, listen, if you want to ask me about my involvement in things, you ask me. Nice. Do I support civil rights causes? Yes. This is what I believe. Am I a communist? No, I am not. Do I know people who are communist? I do. I don't agree with them. And also, what would it matter if he was a communist? <laughs> Dude, it was a different time. I know, but it, that's War. so crazy to think about. Yeah. It's insane. Um, Skipping on down, later down in life, Harry Belafonte became good friends with Fidel Castro. Nice. Who is awesome, by the way. <laughs> like, I mean, I've always liked Fidel, you know. You couldn't know when Fidel was going to arrive because of security reasons. So it was these things like, okay, you be in the hotel from this time. We will come for you when we're ready. And it was just, like, this elaborate thing of, of like, and eventually, like, it's this hot hotel with, like, no air conditioning in the lobby. He's down there, he's like, you know what, I'm just going up to take a shower. So he leaves his wife down in the lobby. He goes up to take a shower, wrapped in a towel, knock at the door. He's like, oh, who's this? So he's, there, he's like, Fidel's ready to meet you now. And, he, and he's like, yeah, sure. And he's just there in his boxers and a towel. And, like, the guy opens up the door. And right across the way is, like, Fidel and the entire entourage. <laughs> they're like, hey, like, buddy! And apparently Fidel got a, got a kick out of that. And they sent for his wife to come up. And they got to meet Fidel and hang out. And, like, it's, I mean, he was, like, a huge Hero Bonavante fan. And a giant Sidney Poitier fan. Eventually, on another trip, Sidney went down with them. Nice. they get to hang out. That would be a nice crew to chill with. Yeah. And apparently, Harry Balfonte is responsible for introducing rap to Cuba. Huh. The the state, you know, they didn't see it as an art form. You know, it was just kind of suppressed. But then Harry Balfonte is like, you know, you have a, you know, an actual underground rap scene that's very popular. And Fidel's like, I don't even know what this stuff's about. What are you talking about? <laughs> what and, are the kids listening right. to? And Balfonte is like explaining, like, well, listen, it's it's, you know... It's a voice of this, you know, underrepresented people, and it's, you know, it's cluing into all the things that you're super into, of the public interest, and Fidel's like, all right, take me to these places. So, Harry Belafonte <laughs> takes Fidel Castro to see Cuban rap, 
That is amazing. Next time um, Hellbound comes down to Cuba, they're like, I don't know what you did, but thank you so much. Fidel's like set up all of these like, you know, institutions to support um, emerging rap artists in Cuba. What? Yeah. God damn it, why don't they teach us more about stuff like that? Because Cuba's Be right next to us. Because this is America. Fuck. Eagles and shit. Fuck yeah. Oh. Yeah, them eagles. Fuck this country. God, fuck. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing. It's just, like, again, there's so much in this book. There's, and, like, you know, Harry Belafonte, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had the We Are the World. <laughs> you told me this. Yeah. He set it up. Nice. It was him. He did it. We are the world. Make a better place for you and me, man. Seriously. That's awesome. Belafonte There's awesome amazing. stories about that. Um, Nelson Mandela, when um, of course Belafonte was working, you know, very much um, to help him get freed. And when he did get freed, Harry Belafonte was in charge of his North American tour. Nice. I mean, Harry Belafonte has done everything awesome. How do you get to do things like this? How do we not know this? Like, I honestly, I feel embarrassed and ashamed of myself for not knowing these things. You shouldn't, because no one else does, unless you read the book. Like, why? I really think back all the time now since. Uh, you've introduced us all to Theodore Roosevelt and how amazing he is. And of course the caper capers and caprices of uh, Mark Antony and Cleopatra and all the historical stuff right. I've learned as an adult. Why didn't we learn this when we were in high school? Because these are wonderful role models. They are. We had no role models in high school. No. As a child, if I had known that I could aspire to something like Harry Belafonte yeah. or Theodore Roosevelt, I would have, who knows where I'd be right now. Seriously. Seriously. I mean, Harry Belafonte is a great fucking person. He just is. Um, I really, I want to get to that. There's a documentary that's about his life um, in civil in the civil rights movement oh, that came nice. out last year that I, I think I'm gonna get pretty soon. Um, a documentary? Yeah. Is it, is it not on Netflix? No. Mm. We can get the disc, but not it's not streaming. Um, but it's again, guys. Like I can't. Again, there's too many stories, and it's not a very long book at all. I really recommend you read this because I like we just don't have the time on the show to go over all of the amazing stories. But there are a couple of things I'd like to read. <laughs> You should definitely put a link to this on Amazon on the web page. Yeah, I think I did once, but another one. Just in case they missed it. Harry Belafonte hosted the Johnny Carson show for a week back in the 60s, and, like, I would love to see the video of that. I've got to see if I can find it online or something, because it sounds amazing, because he had, like, a lot of important political people on and talked about real fucking shit. <laughs> nice. He had Bobby Kennedy on. I mean, so many. Oh, talking about Vietnam. Like, I just... The man... He has more principle and character and integrity than most people that we bother to consider celebrities. All right, but I'd like to read something about Barack Obama. For all his smoothness and intellect, Barack Obama seems to lack a fundamental empathy with the disposed, be they white or black. Frankly, I would have thought the first black president would work especially hard to alleviate the plight of inner-city black Americans. I appreciate the passing of the stimulus package. I understand that a national health insurance bill helps us all. But why, I have kept wondering, hasn't he used his power to bring more humanity to a justice system that imprisons one out of every three black males in America, giving us the largest prison population in the world? I would like for him to say more forcefully that racial problems exist. Show some heart, put some skin in the game. By tacking to the political center, disassociating himself from the left, he has all but abandoned the poor. And who else, after all, speaks for the poor but the left? For the poor of America, a very bad time is about to get worse. Our black president seems to be holding his tongue because he is, after all, pragmatic. But here's something I know. After more than half a century in the movement, the poor will not just curl up and die, much as the new political majority wishes they would. Damn! <laughs> Belafonte! Well done. Well done, Belafonte. Belafonte. Also, 
I have a new respect for Martin Luther King Jr. Not that I didn't have a great respect to begin with. Well, he was really But I feel like I... (laughs) That's the only reason I was like... I mean, obviously he did a lot for the movement, and he was a... You know... But I feel like I understand him a lot better than the ridiculous history class version that we got. The fact that he was not a capitalist at all. He was very much a socialist leaning towards communism. Nice, okay. He was much more liberal than I understood. It's, It's pretty... Like, I mean... I think it needs to be said, Martin Luther King Jr., a hell of a lot better than you think he is. <laughs> All right. Like, cool. some of the stories in here about, like, him getting in arguments with people in his inner circle that were, wow, it's real shit. <laughs> nice. Like, I mean, I, we don't have time to go into all of it. We just don't. But There's other books. Read one. Tell us about him. <laughs> read the books, people. I can't read all the books for you. Maybe next time tell us more about Martin Luther King Jr. Ah, we don't have time for that. We don't have time. <laughs> we just don't have time. Guys, you should make time, though. Maybe read a book or two. Read or some books, guys. Read some books. There's great stuff. It's wonderful stuff. Um, read books. Don't go to the movies. Just don't go. Don't go see Prometheus. Um, Just don't do it, people. Brad is adamant about not seeing go- going to see Prometheus. I went to the movies. My my family came in town over the weekend. Wackiness. There was insane wackiness happening. Oh, yeah. First off, it's super hot. Yes, it is. Now, I know you were probably huddled up in here, all the lights out. Just Defo. With the freezer open, just with your head in there. Yeah, just stick my head in. Um, And out of all the places my grandparents wanted to go in Cincinnati, I could have taken them. The World Choir Games are happening right now, for crying out loud. There's no excuse not to go being doing awesome stuff in awesome places. Where did they want to go? The shopping mall. Why? Because it's air-conditioned. I love, I love the olds. (laughs) I even asked, I was like, why would you want to go to, like, the shopping mall? You can shop because it's air conditioned, and I thought, well done. You know what? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So we've spent a, a lot of the day at the mall, which was fun. I haven't done that in a long time. What's and, at a mall in, these, in this day and age? A lot of sadness. <laughs> Just so much like gross consumerism. Ah, a lot of fine ladies, I will say. Just yeah. throwing that out there. But nothing really. Mm. Nothing. I can't even remember what we did the rest of. The, oh yeah, we went back to my grandparents' hotel and we went swimming. Brad, my grandparents. I don't know why they stay at one of the lamest hotels ever. I thought it was cheap, but it's not. It's kind of close to where we live over here, but it's not. It is also shady as hell. Yeeks. I, and because I love my grandfather and he really wanted to go swimming, I was like, all right, I'll go swimming with you. But my grandmother was like, Alex, I don't think you should go swimming with him. Have you seen that pool? And my sister was like, dude, seriously, maybe think about it. Ah! Brad, you would have had a panic attack and we would have had to go to the hospital. It was one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my life. We're talking almost on par with human hair and toe clipping doilies. No, why? Join the Facebook group. Did you, Claire? I have never seen more just loose hair in a pool before. And I'm not joking. And to be honest, if there was a point where I thought, I don't know if I can do this. You can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. You can't do this. Just thinking, how is my grand? Can he not see? Like, what is happening? You need to protect your grandparents. I really might have hepatitis now. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I've told them time again, do not stay at that shady hotel. They will not listen to me. Don't tell us this, by the way. I do not know none of it. It used to be a Ramada Inn, and now it's something else. The pool is so old. Like, there's all these old signage around it. Head up to La Quinta. See, that's what I'm trying to tell them. I Go like to La nicer Quinta. places. Like, it's it's mid-range, but it always seems to be clean. Stay by the airport. Stay by the yeah. airport. It's $20 more a night. It's awesome. Yeah. 
stay in Cincinnati for a mo- like fifty more dollars. Huh? That is just. Uh. But ah uh, man, the pool. What was awesome though is apparently every night they host a party at this hotel, which is one of the reasons why the pool was so crazy. As we were strolling out to get into the pool, there was a giant trash can and a trash bag beside it full to the brim of just beer cans. And apparently every night they throw a wicked party in the back by the pool, which I can only imagine the clientele that goes there. It's weird. It is weird. But my grandparents, they grandfather wanted to swim. I was like, all right, okay. The next day, I pretty much forced them, and by forced, I mean I heavily suggested. We went to the art museum, which was awesome. Nice. But to see my grandparents in an art museum was great. Ah! At one point, my grandmother just disappeared, and it turns out she went to the car because she got bored. Unless <laughs> 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 she was ready to go. She's like, well, I'm done. Well, they're all dead now. Yeah. <laughs> got through most of the museum. It was like, yeah, whatever. No, okay. Went to Friendship Park early in the morning. Um, a good thing we went to Friendship Park early in the morning because it was almost unbearably hot at 11 o'clock. <gasps> One of the best parks in Cincinnati, though, by the way. I love it. Cool statue stuff. Cool stuff. Took a lot of pictures of trains. Had nice. a good time. Come come November, December. Let's head it up. We really should. Yeah, that would be awesome in the in the, in the snow. Maybe record a podcast in the uh, Air Palace, which is a giant uh, mirrored palace thing. Okay, fair enough. Um, it gets super hot. There's warning signs that say, it gets really hot here. Be careful. Because you could apparently have heat stroke in there easily during the summer. But in the winter, I bet it's all nice and warm. See, that's what I'm all about. 32 degrees outside, it's a nice 50, 60 degrees in that air palace. Oh, sounds good. Speaking of terrifying hepatitis ordeals, um, Alex, I was out the other day picking up some things, and I got hungry, and I had to I had to break down and stop for some fast food. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, I ventured to the local KFC. No. Oh my god. Oh, Brad. Oh my god. Did you double down again? <laughs> no, I did not. Quit taking those gambles. Nope. Uh, I know. I got got my food. I went to fill my beverage. There was no tops for the cups. Oh, okay. So I was like, um, hey, do you have any more uh, medium cups? Going green. Cups? Just getting rid of the tops. Do you, have, do you have any more of those? Because I don't want like an insect to fly into my drink or something. Because there's insects in there? Could be. Who knows? It's a fast food place. I take no chances. True. After that McDonald's we stopped at that one Prepare- time. Oh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> DC trip, go back and listen to that episode. Seriously. <laughs> um, preparedness always. Um, so this guy comes, oh yeah, we got some more, I'll get him. So he's, he's he gets the, you know, the sack of and he hands me one. Like his hands all up on it, and I'm like, I could, could I get one that you haven't touched all over? Like it's just, it's like he's not, ca- as you would, you would clasp the edges. Yeah, the sides. Not this fella, he just got it. Top and bottom. Yeah. This is not getting out of my hand. And I'm like, I could I get one that you want to touch? He's like, oh, well, I touched all of them. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and I said to him, I was like, I don't want to hear that ever. In your mind, I can see him, because he meant that he had to pick up all of them to set them down. But no, I know no, in your no, mind after no, that. No, because he, I'm seeing him, he's putting them in the thing, and he's ah. just grabbing them. Like, and I'm like, oh, God, I can never come here again. I can never come here again. Oh, man. And like, I, because in my mind is breaking, my mind is breaking, things are snapping, and I'm dying inside <laughs> and he uh, I, and he like he just he doesn't even make sense to him he doesn't get it like and I the, he's hand, the one he handed me I'm just taking I'm throwing it in the garbage immediately I'm like no nope can't do it um, thanks for no thanks um, to his credit I will say to his fine credit he then he, he like he pulled up the, the sack that he was taking from me he's like well hey if you just want to get one and I was like oh Thank nice you. and I grasped one from the edges as you should be trained to get them did you teach him like did you I do know. it and then grab his hand and then show him how to do it maybe he didn't know he's a 40 year old man oh. working at a KFC if he can't even he hasn't worked it out yet. It's not gonna happen not for gonna him. Happen. I just can't go to KFC anymore. 
Don't even bother, man. Just oh. don't. Ooh. Ooh. Here. Something else about my freaking grandparents. You want this? <laughs> Got my hands on his dirty looking hands. Gross, grody hands. <sighs> so those my grandparents. Out of all the places I could take them in Cincinnati, and I've been eating nice over these last couple of weeks, where do they want to go? Fast food places. <sighs> what? <laughs> where do you guys want to get brunch in Cincinnati on Sunday morning? Well, let's go to Burger King. <laughs> what? Excuse me? What? <laughs> Oh. Not grand finale? Not freaking <laughs> melt? You would rather us go, oh, all right, okay. I get you. I love you, you're adorable, but come on. Those other places are air conditioned too, by the way. Well, okay, you just wanted fast food. You just want something cheap and good. Something you're familiar with. That's, well, that's more, what more, I want More do. cheap than. More cheap than, yeah. 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 But I remember now why I brought up the grandparent story, because it was tied into the movie thing I was talking about. I went to the movies on Sunday with my sister and my new roommate. Uh, her name's Candy. Well, her name's Candace, but we call her Candy for short. You, you said the exact same thing in the last episode. I know. I, we're going to explain. That. We're, guys, if you haven't figured it out, her name, her, she was not born Candy. That That's that's ridiculous. It, it's short. It's a short, it's a, can, okay, sorry. Let me just, uh, I'm going to anagram this out. you can please explain can, it, let me Brad, just, I, have I have the whiteboard, okay? I've got the whiteboard. Okay. All right, now. See, candy, mm -hmm. that is a condensed form of Candace. That's a that's a that's a that's her birth name. She's Yeah. I, guys, I don't think you're getting this. Um we'll post some infographics on the website. Um if you have any questions you can call in and we'll we'll work it out with you. Alright, Alex, please please continue. Thank you, Brad. It's, it's all for you, buddy. Thank you so much. I wanted to go see Moonrise Kingdom because it looks kinda neat and I'm like, alright, let that, 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 yeah. that could be fun. They're like, no. Oh, don't wanna see that. I wanna see it to let me know. What do they wanna see? Magic Mike. <laughs> Yay! And I'm thinking, you know what? I'll go see Magic Mike. Why not? Um, go in the theater really early. Sit down, chill out, whatever. Movie theater starts filling up quick. Packed. There, it's, it's almost sold out, which is weird to be a Sunday night showing. I am one of five gentlemen in the entire theater, mm -hmm. obviously. The guy who sits down in front of us turns to me and says, I gotta shake your hand. Brings it to me, puts it right there in my face, and says, congratulations. And I think, what? Congratulations <laughs> on your coming out party? What, <laughs> what, is, what is this? Um, I shake his hand, and like, yeah, you know. And he's, he's like, We're the, how many guys are in here? Five of us? He is super nervous about this. My sister watched him during the movie. Apparently, just the range of emotion on his face. He was miserable the entire time. <laughs> Magic Mike was a weird experience. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. You might be thinking to yourself, is this a new showgirls for a new generation? No. It was mediocre. Um, it didn't aspire to anything. It didn't teach us anything new that we didn't already know, except maybe a few moves that I learned from Magic Mike mm -hmm. and some of the other gentlemen fellows that were in the movie. Um, and it wasn't even entertaining. There's not a story, and the acting is horrible. Like, and acting in a Matthew McConaughey movie is awful? No, dude. Now, this is something I thought I'd never utter in my entire life. Oh, wow. Matthew McConaughey was the best thing in that movie. And he was the best actor in that film. Alex, you may be dead. I am dead! You're dead. This is what the afterlife is. Am I in hell or heaven? Welcome I to hell. Tell. Matthew McConaughey, best thing in a movie? You're in hell. Dude, from the beginning, Matthew McConaughey, because uh, there's a famous line that we're aware of, Happens right at the beginning. Like nice. and when that happened, I, 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 my, my heart leapt. I was like, "All right, this is gonna be okay." Channing Tatum gets on the screen and it's over. It's like, dude, you cannot act. How did typecasting fail? 
You're just being yourself, and yourself is bad. How are you, how are you gonna hate on Chan Dog? Dude, okay. That's your boy. You love Chan Dog. He is. Uh, I was, I've already well, got you a Channing Tatum calendar for Christmas. And I appreciate that, and he is a wonderful dancer. I will give him that. Okay, alright. Um, credit where credit is due. Yes. Game recognizing game on this podcast. Um, <laughs> cannot act. And the girl who played opposite of him, like his romantic interest, also could not act. Very weird. Very weird. I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't want to know anything about their lives. Except Matthew McConaughey's character. Because <laughs> he was a wild card in a fun new way. Um, the other guy... Would you say he's the Franklin and Bash of the movie? Yes, definitely. Like, to new levels. Like, eat, eat a par with them. Like, oh man, it's just... Oh, dude. And there was... For it to be, like, kind of, um... At least presented to the, I guess, society or whatever as kind of a, um, a female gaze movie, mm-hmm. there's more female nudity in that movie than there is male nudity. Oh, uh, okay. Who's that? What's her name? Olivia Munn is in it? Ugh, I think she's so- totally naked at one point, and it's like, what? Because you're not expecting it. It's like, mm-hmm. you, just see, you just see Channing Tatum from the back, fully nude, and you're like, every woman in the audience goes nuts, which the audience was the best part of the movie next to Matthew McConaughey, because they were loving it. And we're not ashamed to just throw it out like, yeah! At one point, I felt like I was in a strip club, and I thought, I don't want to ever go to a real strip club. This is enough. This is enough. Um, ever. But, and all of a sudden, right beside him is Olivia Munn, just like, topless, just like, what's up, Channing Tatum? He's like, what's up, babe? And you're like, what? Well, this is weird. I didn't, okay. Tons of female nudity. Okay. And not right, that much right. dude nudity. You know, you're, you're selling me on Magic Mike a little bit. No, you're not. You're not selling me on Magic I, Mike. Dude, no, go see Magic Mike. You, you, Magic Mike, Channing Tatum... Matthew McConaughey and Olivia Munn, you have not... I know. That's the whole like, time during the movie, when oh, she came on the screen, I thought, all right, Brad will never want to see this no, movie. Olivia Munn is the female equivalent of Jack Black to me. No it's, use. It's no not use. bad enough to be a funny movie. And it's not good. <laughs> so don't... Guys, do yourself a favor. Don't go see it. Just don't. Skip it. And if you do, just fast forward to Matthew McConaughey parts. I really think you could get all the story, which there isn't one. In those parts. All right, all right. I just wanted to throw that out. I just needed to tell someone else, I went to go see Magic Mike, and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't know. That's life. That's life. Learned some moves, though. Some interesting stuff. Right. I, there I you go. Just throwing that out. Just use that in your life. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it, but it's whatever. Hey, hey it's okay. It's okay. We've had Burger King twice this week. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I'm just dude. noticing this. It's gross. I came directly Someone from work. Someone loves Burger King. And the World Choir Games has destroyed traffic today in Cincinnati. Um, I saw pictures of the square. I don't know what the hell's going on. What is on. the World Choir Games? I wish I knew. We're helping advertise some of it, my firm, and I have no idea what the hell it is. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, I posted a, a picture of our building and we put like um, post-it note mm-hmm. colorful like music notes to be like, go choir games to show some city spirit, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> um, but it's basically where, think of American Idol, but existed before that. And it's the entire world and their choirs. And they come to Cincinnati this year and uh, they all duke it out to see who's got the best choir. That sounds awful. People from all over the world are right now in Cincinnati. I have a friend who volunteers, who just like, hey, I'm gonna volunteer for this. So met all kinds of cool people from all over the world. I love people from around the world. I hate uh, the summer and uh, choir music. You would hate the choir games. Yeah. There were, it's awesome to see the diff- different demographics of people 
um, from all over the world because there was a one group, and I must have been like 50 strong walking down the street, which was crazy just to see. All of them had umbrellas out to protect themselves from the sun. I don't know where they were from, but it was awesome. Nice. All really colorful. It was really pretty. Nice. It's impossible to get food downtown, too, by the way, because of them. Um, but the traffic blocked me, and I had to get over here at 6 because we were going to start watching stuff and, you know, doing the Ramjack thing. Right, right. So I had to get food quick. So I made so the mistake. So you went to your going, favorite place. I made a mistake of going to Burger King. They got my order wrong on both all accounts, and they lied to me about what I could order and couldn't order because it was weird. But whatever. Wow. wow. I, we made it through. I will never have Burger King again in my life until my grandparents come back into town. <laughs> It's your favorite. You know it's your favorite. It's not my favorite at all. It's your favorite food. You used to love McDonald's. Now you love the king. Also, temperamental. The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. As a reboot. Okay. So I want to. I got to see it. it. The special effects were way better than I thought they were going to be because I was really antsy about the whole monster kind of aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Guys, don't worry about it. It's, it's all right. It's a fun ride. Okay. All right. Better than Magic Mike. Um, but when you go, Brad, ask if you can get free tattoos. Because I got a free sheet of temporary tattoos when I went, and a Spider-Man pin, which is on my bag presently. Wow. A girl wow. at the thing said, hey, would you like a pin or tattoos? Because I went on, I want to say, almost opening night, and I looked at her and said, why not both? And she cocked her head and said, all right. It was awesome. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I, I won't be doing that, but all right. I, dude, come on. I don't really want Spider-Man temporary tattoos or why not? a Spider-Man pin. Don't have need for those things. What you know how awesome it would be if you posted up a picture of you with a temporary tattoo? Hey, guess suck. what? Got my Spidey on. Whoa! There's a web slinger over here. Hey, hey, great power, great responsibility. <laughs> all the pals, all the responses. That's me, yo. Swing, swing, swing. Gwen loves my tats. Don't worry, Aunt May. I'm gonna pick up your prescriptions on the way home. Swing, swing, swing. Forget about the prescriptions. Oh no, I was too busy fighting Doc Ock. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Aunt Mays. Don't have yet another heart attack. Why are you still alive, bitch? Hold up, I gotta go fight the lizard. <laughs> then Mephisto's gonna fuck me over with some weirdo contracts. <laughs> I, I was. It's an interesting. It's an interesting ride. It's an interesting ride. Gotta get my tats on. Gotta get them sweet tats. Get them sweet tats. Come on, Brad. Just do it. Just have fun. You know. I had my uh, 4th of July movie marathon. I watched Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which is amazing, especially the Blu-ray um, director's version. Nice. It's a lot more brutal and a lot more awesome than the version you've probably seen. And it's my favorite apes movie by far. Then I watched uh, um, Dark Passage, Bogart and Bacall. Awesome. Mm, very nice. Movie. Amazing. Then I watched The Five Heartbeats, which is my favorite movie. Yeah. We will be talking about that later this year. Trust. That's going to be my birthday pick. Ooh. Um, and I was talking about it on Twitter. I got a retweet by Robert Townsend. Really? Director and star. What? That is awesome. And, like, I'm not one to be all excited about celebrity retweets, but it's Robert fucking Townsend. That's Five Heartbeats and Meteor Man, two of my favorite fucking movies of all time. He's kind of one of my favorite people, so. Nice. I'm just going to brush. that brush with celebrity, man. You know, that's well just me. Done. I'm just, you know. Where's Belafonte going to retweet you? That's, well, he, he is very old. I don't think his Twitter is really, uh. <laughs> Alex, we're going to play a little game that we've played before. It's called Who's Losing at Facebook. Yeah. So what have you got for me? I have someone's post and then their reply, or someone's reply to them. Okay. Again, no names are mentioned, right? Right. All right. Guys, tell me who's losing at Facebook. I am asking for prayers for myself and some of my classmates. We will be taking our boards on this week. This is my last examination to complete my licensing process. Please keep me in your prayers. My exam is Friday at 8 a.m. 
the response to this? Oh no. Begging for prayers for you and some of the other students. Ugh. Not all of them, just some of them. Taking boards. I really need your prayers because I can't study. I gotta get through this with like, Jesus, take the pen. Let's mark CCC. What did someone reply to this with? Mm-hmm. Also pray for Tommy at Sportsplex. Massive heart attack yesterday. <laughs> hey, while you're praying um, for, for um, test scores, oh, would you also pray for Tommy, who had a heart attack? <laughs> P.S. Hey, baby Jizo, could you just add that on the burner? What you guys are... Um, first of all, I don't like the fact someone's jumping up on someone's prayer request. Um, could you please... Pray? Oh, I am sure, me too, me too. Um, we got a heart attack over here. Could you just stick mine on? That's... Can I just stick that on your prayer thing? <laughs> it's kind of like writing laws. Can I just staple that you on? You get one prayer request, and you need to, like, tack a lot of them on there to just get them through. Oh. Because God will listen to your, um, you know, your cries for, help me pass this test, because oh. apparently I can't study, and I have Stop no self-esteem it. about what I can do. And maybe I shouldn't actually pass the boards if I'm relying on a deity to help yeah. me pass it. How about you Fuck assholes you. stop wasting your fucking time with nonsense and actually spend it doing something productive like yeah. studying. But if God was going to answer one prayer, y- you want to tack on other prayers to it. Like, I'm sure this person's all up in other people's prayer requests on Facebook just, like, tacking it on. Also pray for me on my, my exam. Yeah, so-and-so died, you know, from cancer. We're really worried about the family if you could keep them in your thoughts. Also, by the way, um, exam, 8 a.m. Friday. Need some help. Thanks, Jesus. Because if one of those works, also, I need if to... one of those prayers gets through, then they all get through. Also, P- like a law. P.S. Jizo, um, I'm looking for some shoes that just really suit me and are comfortable. Just tag that on. Hey, and real keep quick, me, keep me in mind. Real quick, my mom's going through some hard times with some chemotherapy. If you could just also tag that on, because yeah, if, yeah. if he answers this one, they'll answer all of them. Oh, also, um, um, I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but oh, please don't let anybody spoil the next episode of Rizzoli and Isles for me. Oh. I, I just don't want to know what happens. Mm. So, Jizo, if you could just keep people from spoiling me. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. Thanks, Jizo. Thanks, G. Thanks. Hey, guess what? Jesus never answered any of your fucking prayers. Jesus? If he hasn't done it yet, what the fuck makes you think he's going to start now? I don't understand prayer, dude. Never answered one. You keep doing it. Just keep doing it, assholes. It's so weird. I mean, and I was caught up in this for a while, but man, it's strange to go yeah. back and be like, fuck. Yeah. Brad, who else is losing it? I want to know who's well, losing more at Facebook right. this week. Um, well, we got a person here, and Alex, I'm going to just describe it before I show it to you. Okay. Um, what they've done is they've used Facebook, and they've posted a Far Side cartoon. Oh! Now, it's not even a funny Far Side cartoon, assuming such a thing exists. <laughs> <laughs> My real complaint is that their comment is L-M-B-O ellipses L, wait, L-M-B-O laughing my butt off Oh, oh god Yeah, yeah I would would judge you if you posted a far side cartoon and said L-M-A-O but laughing my butt off fuck you fuck you, go join the Amish you useless fucking yokel cunt that I'm, fucker. You're awful. They are. You're awful. Yeah. You're awful. They're losing it life. <laughs> That's right. That's someone we went to high school with. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, and the cartoon itself. Too funny. <sighs> LMBO. An ellipses after that. Oh, and also it's a four dot ellipses. It's a four dot ellipses. Why do crazy people use four dot ellipses? That isn't a thing, right? Like, an no. ellipses is just three dots. It's, yeah. What, are they putting a period at the end of their ellipses? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's exactly what they're doing. LMBO ellipses period. Who- end of thought. 
first of all, I didn't know that was something you could first do. First of all, I don't think um that requires an ellipses. It's not laughing my butt off. Silence. <laughs> done. You're laughing. Silent. Laughing my butt off. Silence. Done. Maybe it's a silence like, did you know what I said? Um, I'm not I, uh, using a dirty bad word. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you indeed. Fuck bad. both these people. I, oh, fucking. Fuck all three of these people. Laughing my butt off. Shut up. First of all, it's an acronym. If you can't even use the word ass in an acronym, it's in not being a... Being unable to use the word ass because you have ridiculous rules in your head about there's dirty bad words and you should have some weird, crazy rules against using certain words is fucking insane. But then to use in an acronym to use something lesser that means the same fucking thing because you're such a fucking useless <laughs> Amish wannabe yokel cunt. What is wrong with you? Ellipses, period. <laughs> I love that it takes that. To really just bring out this in you, Brad. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Never. I, I, I don't like playing this game that often because it will do this to us every freaking time. But man. Oh, man. I'd rather swim in a hair pool. Well, I mean, there is that. Brad, let's go back to middle school for just a second. You mentioned Farside. I, I remember buying one of those books in a middle school book fair. Sure, that's when that's when they're funny. Yeah, they're actually all on sale at the bookstore right now because oh. when I was there with my grandparents, it was air conditioned. Um, I went to the sale section and there it was. I also got a mustache cook, uh, cookie cutter right. and sandwich cutter, which was actually pretty neat. All right. Um, so Scholastic, the people who um, did they do our yearbooks too? That was who did our yearbooks? Was that Jocelyn's? The same people who did our rings. Remember, Brad? Let's just grab this up. A oh, bit of uh, patriotic uh, fetishism. No, wait, that's that's actual paper. Go dry pieces. Why did we need these? Oh, it's to keep it from getting messed up, Alex. The yearbook cover? No, you don't want to get anything on it. Look at all the schmutz that's on it. I mean, oh, this would get messed up. There it is. Justin's. Justin's. It was Justin's. Remember. All right, I misspoke, but it was all either... All those wonderful times. <laughs> remember. Remember. Justin's. I love the key change. God, I wish they could give you that song. Seriously, I tried so hard. If anyone works for Jostens, hook me up. We should get someone in there. Um, so the other book company, or the other company that sold us stuff in school, Scholastic, mm -hmm. has brought out two wonderful books for boys and girls. Nice. Actually, a version for boys and girls. It's called How to Survive Anything for Boys and for Girls. And they have very different things. Because you would think these would be survival tips for anyone, but no. Yeah, survival's the same for all people. They break them up into... Oh, they break them up for the sexes. And young boys and young women, I, they got a lot of stuff to worry about. Okay. All right, Brad. I'm going to give you some random things, and you tell me if this is something a little boy would have to worry about. All right. Or a young woman would have to worry about. All right. In this crazy world. It's like penis getting caught in a zipper? Is that what we're talking about? Close. How to survive a shark attack. Um, Who needs that information? Both of them. No. It's either a boy or a girl one. Is it a boy worry or a girl worry? Um, Both. No. It's, it's no, worth. Brad, listen. You, there's only one or the other. Is it a, does a guy need to worry about that, or does a girl need to worry about that? Are, are, which one of them is immune to sharks? Um, uh, who survived open water? Was the, did the girl survive open water? I haven't seen open water. I, I really neither. want to. Did, did, did the, I think, let's say the girl lived. So um, let's say it's a boy problem. That's a boy problem. Okay. Young boys today have to worry about shark attacks, um, how to survive in a forest, how to survive frostbite. Let's see, what else? Okay, here's, a, here's another problem randomly. Um... Is this a girl or a guy problem? How to survive a BFF fight? That's an acronym. Um, kind of like uh, LMBO. <laughs> uh, how to survive, I'll translate, how to survive a best friend forever fight. 
Um, both of them. No, both of them again, again, one sex has to worry about this, the other sex doesn't. How to survive. Uh, well, oh, okay, maybe, um, maybe little boys are more aggressive, so I guess they'd have to worry about surviving that fight. No, actually, actually, that's a female problem. Oh. That's a girl problem. Oh. How about how to survive soccer tryouts? Uh, that would be both. That would be both of them. Mm-mm. Oh. Um, who's, who's getting killed in soccer tryouts that they have to survive? What's happening in these soccer tryouts? Dude, after freaking uh, Gaga Ball, well, I'll tell you, the kids get pretty aggressive. Eeks. Don't even care about getting hurt. Eeks. Who has to worry about that? Are those guys or girls worrying about soccer tryouts? Um, both of them. That's both of them. Wrong. Again, that was something a girl would have to worry about. Brad, I don't think you understand the youth I, of today. Um, it's so weird. I don't think I do. Um, guys have to worry about surviving plane crashes. How to survive in the desert? If a polar bear attacks, a little boy needs to know how to how to. How do how girls to know how to survive polar bear attacks? They, I am learning a lot about the youth. Girls know, girls a, lot know a lot about surviving in the wilderness. They also know how to survive um, a whiteout. They know how to survive a zombie invasion, snake bites, parachute fails. A guy needs to know about this because girls already know it. What are the things that girls know need to know about that guys apparently already know? Now this is something that freaks me out a little bit. Apparently, little girls already know how to survive a T Rex. Uh, no, because those aren't those aren't alive anymore. Vampire attacks, those which obviously those, those aren't real. tornadoes and quicksand. Um, how do you swarm? How do you survive a swarm of bees and in space? Boys need to know this. Girls already fucking know this shit. Well, I didn't know that they had exposure to T Rexes, vampires. But let me tell you something that boys know how to weather, and it's interesting you get confused because I I know all of these personally. I mean, I think we actually learned this mm -hmm. when we were in school. Probably. Um. But little girls don't know this. They don't know how to survive a breakout. A what? A breakout. Like like a like a prison breakout? No, I think it means for like a uh like a complexion breakout. Like if you get like a zit or oh, something, you know. Fuck this shit. Um sexism. I also love how in the girls list on topics, they kind of abandon survive after the first three <laughs> topics. Oh. But again, this is stuff that we know as gentlemen that girls just don't I think know. We have, to, I, we have to stop kidding right now and just get down to the blatant sexism that is apparent here. What have we got on this girl's list? How to show you're sorry. How to have the best sleepover ever. Oh my... This... How to survive in the desert for guys. Fuck. How to survive... Uh, how to have the best sleepover ever. How to have the perfect school photo. Oh. How to survive brothers. Scary survival do's and don'ts. How to handle becoming rich? How to keep stuff secret? Um, how to survive shyness? How to handle sudden stardom? Because that's a problem young girls have to face all the time. How to survive a, camp a camping trip? Now that's actually practical advice. Sure. How to survive a fashion disaster? Oh, fuck you, book. How to teach your cat to sit? The, I, fuck this shit. How to turn no into yes. Wait a minute. I don't know about that one, oh, ladies. Fuck that. How to turn their no into a yes. Top tips for speech making. <laughs> Not even in the same form like, of surviving. It, it, you know, this would be fine if they put out um tip if they just put out this book and just labeled it and maybe they brand it towards it. But the fact that they're having two books and these are the two sides of the argument. Yeah. This is just repulsive sexism. How to how to how to survive a crush, how to soothe the sunburn, how to pick the perfect sunglasses. Fuck you and your nonsensical gender stereotypes. How to survive a zombie attack is actually in both books, which I think is interesting. Okay, alright. How to spot a frem a fremeny? Frenemies? Frenemy, yeah. That's something girls need to know about. Brilliant boredom busters. How to survive truth or dare. How to be an amazing babysitter. These are all things that women need to know and men don't have to worry about at all. Fuck you, Scholastic. What are you doing? Seriously. Why is there this weird sexism? Like, 
I just, that's insane. Like, fucking genders, gender roles are done. We're done with that. It's We're 2012. It's over. We got no more stereotype is gender this roles. Like, is this sarcasm? Is it some kind of, no. like, weird, like, retro, like, let's laugh at ourselves uh. because it was the past? And, you know, I was I was actually thinking fondly of Scholastic, but a few days ago. Really? Because I was thinking about, um, you, know, you know, I was thinking about digital books because I buy so many, you know, Kindle books and everything. And I was thinking about how, how awesome it is, but how... I, I wonder about the kids. Like, do they get like those those like super thin, like <laughs> like telephone book pages with all the books, and you can just take them home and be like, oh my god, I want to I want to order books. I'm so excited. Those are like the greatest. And then like you wait for months for some reason because it takes forever for them to ship that shit. Dude, it was a fun. It was time. like three months, and then like this big bag of books is like, here's your books. Ah, oh my god, so many books to read. The catalog was great. I love when they came oh. to our schools in those giant like cases they'd open up and be like, here's the oh. books. It's like a traveling book show. Oh, yeah. It was like a, a book carnival, really. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. The book fair. It was called the book fair. That was, <sighs> was Oh, that was good times. Now kids, I mean, they have Amazon. Yeah. They got their Kindles out and they can get any book they want ever. Yeah. It's sad. Do they even use the library at school anymore for anything? I didn't use it. <laughs> Because it was fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, now, in 2012, surely there's better books at a library. I doubt it. Our books were, like, from the 70s. Quite true. Yeah. And, like, well below what we should have been, the reading level we should have been at. Dude, I don't know what they do anymore. I oh. do not know what they do anymore. There was children books in our high school library, Alex. It was Children's weird. books. For what? For, like, child care? We did have a, a freaking, what is it, a baby care service at campus for well, reasons that are interesting? Because we had so, because so much of our student body was pregnant and having kids. Oh, were they? Dude, I think of all the people in our graduating class, Man. they ended up dropping out because of their kids. That is true. Tons of them. Quite a few. Tons. A lot of kids. Babies having babies. Think of, just in our theater classes, think of how many babies oh. were born just of people in our theater classes. Now, when you take it to that real level, yeah. because in my mind, I thought, well, who in our... Oh, but wait a minute. Yeah. How many, we had Right like, now, how many do you think? At least three, right? In the theater class? Yeah. More than that. Do you know how many? I don't know. Um, there was that. There was that uh, one girl on um, my freshman year. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, there was Renee, your second year. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, the next year, didn't somebody get pregnant like near the end? I think so. I remember there being um, another pregnant person. April Russell, Karen Campbell. Jeez. Well, th- those weren't in theater class, were they? Um, I didn't have I didn't have theater with Karen. I had theater with April. Five. Yeah. And I'm sure and we're forgetting you're some. Forgetting some. You had to be forgetting yeah. some. I know we're forgetting some. Wow. Dude, we had pregnant girls all the time. Dude, we dodged a bullet. I mean, how did we not Seriously. knock someone up in high school? The, our, our, our fucking uh, home, the homecoming queen. Yeah, yeah. Pregnant. You realize how old that kid is now? Think about that. Have you seen pictures of him on Facebook? That is scary. Eee. It is terrifying. Like, Tennessee, they ain't got nothing else to do but bang it out. And apparently without condoms. Hey, Tennessee, get your shit together. Seriously. We need to stop this fucking... I, we're going to go on a tirade again. I... Fuck abstinence-only stuff. That's ridiculous. Yeah, of course. Guys, we need to we need to really teach sex education in our world. But you know what? Talk to your kids about sex. Talk to your kids about sex. Don't be afraid. Stop Stop pretending there's such a thing as bad words and talk to your kids about sex from the get-go. Yeah. It's nothing to be weirded out by. Calm the fuck down and... It, it's always curious to me when I meet adults who are very uncomfortable about talking about sex. Yeah. Because they exist Everywhere. Oh, yes, they do. Like, if you even say something like what you just said, like, talk to your kids about sex, they'd be like, all right, let's not even talk about it. 
If you even say a word like breast or penis, people get freaked out for some weird reason. I don't understand it. Because people are fucking idiots and they children. They really are. During Magic Mike, there was a point where this one guy had his penis in a penis pump, and he was and it was kind of funny. So many people were nervous, women and men alike, and I thought, what is wrong with you? It's just the human body. Stop being freaked out by there's humans. Wrong. There's nothing You're wrong with You're a human. It. You're a human being. Why are you freaked out by other human beings? But I'm seeing... Aren't you aware of what happens in the world? But I'm seeing his private parts. And? <laughs> Haven't you seen that before? I, it's just another human. It's 2012. Have you ever been on the internet? <laughs> How have you not well, seen that's one another, of those? That's another thing. No, you can't fucking... You can't open up a browser without a penis hitting you in the face. <laughs> I was checking my email the other day. Bam! <laughs> Slapped upside the face. It was inappropriate. Sometimes you can't help it. You can't help it. It's the internet. But I, I, I often think, like, is it really, like, I try to step back and think, is it really because we have an art background? Is it really because we've been exposed to it? And so, I mean, come on, in the theater department, everyone's naked in the backstage when sure. they're, like, putting their costumes on and off. And I, I mean, I've seen tons of art, from photography to statues. I mean, nudity does not phase me at all. It's like, whatever. Um, are other people just not exposed? And, like, there's no, there's, like, a weird, like, kind of cognitive dissonance between, like, oh, I need to control myself, but, oh, there's carnal desires in me. Just because I see someone naked? Because that's weird. That's fucking animal shit. And, yeah. And in a bad, up. kind of gross prime Throw way. The fuck it's up. like, ah, yeah. It's like, you're, you're so suppressed and freaked out because, you, uh, for whatever reason, you're, like, holding all this shit in. Relax. Calm the fuck down. Guys, just chill out. Relax. Get that cool chain out. And relax. <laughs> Just get it out. This is all the world needs. You wanna do it really quick with me, friend? We gotta get back in we gotta get into the television. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Slowly let it pull. I hope, I hope you guys did that at home. I hope you did. That was for you. So Rad, we've got television shows we need to talk about. Yeah, we do. Alex, I, I think it's time to catch up with, with our dearest of friends. One Mr. Lynn Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Brad, I'm really interested to hear you summarize this episode. <laughs> I'm interested to hear you summarize the next episode. <laughs> it may be impossible. But guys, as always, we're going to try to do it in under a minute. Yes. Or as close to a minute as possible with getting the most descriptive, um, I guess, plot as we can, or as much as we can yeah, in it. Yeah. This Brad, episode is called a Table for Two. Yes, and on go. Get ready, okay? All right. One, two, three, go! All right. This is a very special episode. Marge is apparently studying all of a sudden, and she's got a group of college friends, and they all study together all the time. We don't know when the fuck this started, but apparently things are getting super serious in college world. Meanwhile, Wesley T's pulled a prank on Heather. He gave her the Navi blues, painted her face look like an Easter egg in her sleep. She's pissed off. She's going to get vengeance. But when? Who knows? Wesley's freaking out. Meanwhile, George is kind of missing Marcia because she's off with the college kids. They're studying. They never get to hang out. So they're going to plan a, a romantic dinner. Just George and Marcia. Mr. Belvedere is going to officiate the whole thing. He's going to wear a vampire medallion because he's a Dracula. <laughs> um, but then Marcia comes in. She's like, oh, this looks really nice and all. But fuck you, George. i got studying to do. So she books it. Belvedere and George have a romantic drunken evening together. It gets weird. A violin player gets there. It gets all kinds of homoerotic. Like, for realsies. Uh, Marsha comes in. She's like, well, you know what you're dealing with, George. Deal with it. But we're still good. Uh, Kevin's trying to date a hot Swedish girl. Things get crazy. Heather finally gets revenge on Wesley when, she, when he begs because he's freaking out. That's Belvedere. One minute, five seconds. Whew. Well done. Crazy app. Crazy app. 
Did you mention anything about Kevin's side I, story? I threw it in there. I, there's just so much other things when you were when you were throwing out that reminded me in the episode, like, fuck, we did just watch all of that. Yeah. Maybe I missed it. I threw it in last second. But wow. Yeah. Wow. We've made jokes about Belvedere and George before, but this episode... We've made jokes about Marsha leaving George. Yeah. And they just straight up addressed it in this episode. Yes. It was a very meta time for Belvedere today. <laughs> Seriously. That show. Oh, always. We're, we're right there. We're in. So, okay, we start off. Marsha's having her meeting um, in the living room. With all of her college buddies. Yeah. Which is weird. She's an old lady. She is. And they're like, do you have the notes? No, I was asleep. Marsha's like, I have the notes. And they're like, oh, that's why I keep you around. Cadell letting us know that like these kids just have her around because she's a good, she's yeah. an older, nice, non-traditional student. Right. Oh, with Azeration's opening up her own firm, that's never gonna happen. Oh, she's like, you can't oh, make money doing that. Fuck you, you couldn't Marcia. then. You can't do it. You can't do it now. Mm-mm. She's like, it's, and, oh, she's later on. She's talking about well, as soon as I get out of college and open my firm, and I'm making all kinds of money. Hey, Marsha. Oh, Marsha. You ain't Franklin and Bash. Malcolm McDowell's not hiring you <laughs> because of your wacky antics. Sorry, I, you're starting at the bottom, bitch. If you do any research into uh, law, you have to be. Like in the top of your class to even hope to make a lot of money at it, and that's yeah. even just to hope to make any money at it. Um, and Marsha, we know her test scores aren't good. No, didn't she fail one of her tests earlier in yeah. the year? No, 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 no. Yeah, not happening, honey. Just, but keep, you know what? Keep at it. It's oh. the only thing you have that'll get you out of that house with George. Exactly. And George is—he's wise to it now. Yeah, he does. He's wise. He's a little nervous. He's at the door looking in there like, what are they up to? Which they've got to be weirded out by. Hey, why is that old? Is that your grandfather looking at us the window? <laughs> What's your grandfather yeah, yeah. checking in? My grandfather's weird. Like, he comes through and sometimes he kisses me. Like, it's like, he thinks that I'm mom. And oh, it's strange. That's bizarre. That is bizarre. You should just, oh, we're trying to get out. I'm desperately trying to get out. So, Marcia, you want to go and get some, go get some burgers and malts? God, yes. A celebratory burger. Just to unwind, just to relax. Just for the gang. She's like, George, do you want to come with us? Oh, uh, no, it's a little late for me. I will give that to her. She does ask, right, if you right. come out, because he asks her, hey, how about we go get some pizza, just the two of us? A pizza date, George, seriously? Come on, but whatever. Mm-mm. But she wants to be inclusive, and he's like, no, nah, whatever, I don't care. So George is distraught by him, I mean, yeah. Right, because he knows. I mean, writing's on the wall. She's yeah. not going to stay with him. Not old George. No. Not a chance. Not a chance ever. No. So he st- expresses this to his pal Belvedere. He's like, dude... This is bothering me. What is up? And Belvedere even says, okay, you know what? It would be great if I threw you a date at home. Why not? Um, I've cooked for the royal family. I'm fucking Belvedere. Exactly. Let's make this happen. Yeah. So they do. But before that, we need to get at the very, very beginning of this episode. Yes, when we little do. Wesley T comes downstairs with an egg because it's Easter. Yes. Happy Easter! Yay! He is risen. And by that, I mean Wesley T. Right. So he comes down. He's like, hey, Belvedere, check out my awesome Easter eggs. I painted them. Uh, that's cool. It's weird that they're all red. Kind of strange, but fair enough. Well, check out these blue ones. They're great. Uh, wait, till you see, wait till you see the biggest one. In rolls Heather. Face painted like an egg. She looks like a Navi. Her face is she, blue. She does have them Navi blues. Like if she's dressed for war because she has those weird markings on her right. face. Like Awa is... We're about to go freaking Ugh. crazy on the... But yeah. She's beside herself. She's like, Wesley, I'm going to get you back. And Wesley's like, bring it, bitch. But then Wesley's a little scared. He's like, ooh, well, wait a minute. She can strike at any moment. This coiled snake in front of me. Exactly. Well, Wesley's like, uh, well, Belvedere, what's she going to do to me? Oh, nothing now. She'll probably wait till you're asleep. Then Wesley T is freaked out. Yep, paranoia sets in. Oh, 
Oh, classic. It's classic. Who comes through the door, though? Doesn't... This is when Kevin comes in, and we mm-hmm. get his little story. Yeah, Kevin is learning Swedish. Yes, Zoot Sweet La Zoot V, which is not Swedish. I think that's Norwegian, maybe. I, I learned it from Muzzy as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Muzzy. Zoot Sweet La Zoot V. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I, I just remember really seeing that cartoon say that, and that little girl saying, Zoot Sweet La Zoot... And I was like, fuck you, little kid. I want to learn from Muzzy. Can wow. I have these, please? No, fuck. Wow. I could have been speaking foreign languages. We're talking about Scholastic Book Fairs and Muzzy. Yeah, Muzzy oh, from the Nick Jr. Um, nice. Era. Just just throw some more zoo books on, on the pile. <laughs> we're, we're back there. I want that tiger poster. Oh, you'll, Rainbow you'll tiger. Get you'll get it one of these days. You'll, you'll um, get those zoo books. Kevin is trying to... Uh, it is Swedish, right? Yes. I know because I, I someday hope to go to Sweden. That's your Run away. That's, that's your home. We can never find home. You found it. Can't get there yet. You'll get there. I gotta get there. It's my dream. Belvedere can speak Swedish, dude. Of course. What can't he do? I'm beginning to wonder what he can't do. Well, because he's lived forever because he's a Dracula. (laughs) You can tell because later in the episode, he's wearing a Dracula medal. (laughs) Pretty much. Like, straight up. Who else wears those but Draculas? That's weird. Is that a Transylvanian medal? Of course it is. <laughs> Did um, you hear about Mr. Belding biting me? <laughs> it's all real. Walls are broken. Um, so Kevin has an idea. He's like, Belvedere, there's this girl at school. I don't remember her name. It was, I love her. All right, Kevin. I'm learning Swedish for her. Will you call her and ask her out for me in Swedish? I don't know, Kevin. That's a little weird. I, shouldn't you? No, no. She'll love the fact that I got someone to ask her out for me in Swedish. Ah, really, dog? <laughs> I love your game, Kevin. I love your weird game, dude. Love it. Calls her up in English. Hey, can you wait just one second? Hands it to Belvedere. Belvedere asks her out. Donzo. She, yeah, and he says, I, I've got a date with her later. Teasing Kevin, of course, I, I guess. Right, right, right. Wah, wah, wah. So Kevin's got a date, impending date. Indeed. Marsha and George have a date, though Marsha doesn't know about it. Oh, surprise. The number one thing that I think that breaks up relationships is lack of communication mm. or effective communication. True. But she, he wants it to be a surprise. But he's very clear. All right, so you'll be home for dinner tonight? Yeah, 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock. I'll be here, too. He does make it very clear that she, she you know, asking if she'll be home for dinner. I feel like Marsha kind of screws him over a bit. And Belvedere, which Belvedere later confides yeah. that. So Belvedere spends all his time making an amazing dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, again, fit for the royalties. Um, our royalty. Um, nice mood lighting. She comes in. He's got the kids out of the house. He's, yeah. he's made, uh, he's made uh, Kevin take Wesley T. and Heather on his date to see the Swedish movie. So that the parents have some alone time. And that's awesome, of course. I wonder if that was Heather's idea. This was, Kevin wouldn't be alone with this, uh, uh, with this gorgeous young woman. Seriously. Hey, foxy Swedish girl. Yeah. What is up? What is up? I'm going to have Mr. Belvedere give you a call. <laughs> take me to your homeland. Please. <laughs> You hear the song of your people, please. Uh, give me some Muzzy, Alex. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> talk to this girl. Fuck Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Muzzy's where it's at. Give me some Muzzy. I gotta get up on this. I need a green card marriage stat. <laughs> take me with you. Muzzy, how do I say take me with you? Zoot sweet. La zoot sweet. What? Fair enough. Um, so they go to a foreign Swedish film. Weird things. I just throw this out really quick. At one point, Kevin asks, like, if he can learn to say stuff like, um, sorry, my hand slipped. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. that's that's hey. creeperish. Hey. That's that's creepy, dude. Ugh. Maybe calm that down. Yeah. This ain't home. This ain't Heather. Seriously. That don't work here. That shouldn't work. That's gross and weird. But anyway, so the kids are at the movies. All hell's breaking loose today. I mean, Wesley's he's been freaked out forever now. He hasn't slept. 
Yeah, he's, he's sleep deprived right, and also a sociopath, so things are going to get crazy. Because he's scared Heather's going to come for him, and she's and she's like playing it. Oh yeah, she is all up in it. Some weird dialogue from her. Let's just go ahead and talk about the movie theater part. Um, Kevin's trying to make his move. Can't. The kids are just whatever. At one point, um, Wesley T. says something about, why are all these naked people rolling around in the snow? To where Kevin's date says, eh, it happens all the time. It actually feels really good. And does he, like, try to tackle her? And he's, then he's Kevin, about like, to holds jump her up on her. But why? Take me with you. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like, this is what life... Oh, let's take me to your home, please. Yeah. Please. I mean, get up on that. Kevin's like, get down. This is my girl. I'm, I'm going to be the one jumping up on her awkwardly. Yeah, when my hand slips next to me. daisies Heather's bored, hating her life, but she's contemplating. She goes and gets food, mm-hmm. and then for some reason Wesley doesn't know where she's been. He's like, "Hey, here's where Heather's been." And Kevin's like, "I don't know." I, I don't. I, I found I found this hot Swedish girl. She's so much hotter than Heather. I mean, this, this is my date. Heather's my sister. Why would I care? I'm trying to make Heather jealous. <laughs> Which is weird he just says that to it's, Wesley it's T. It's so weird. Like, That's a weird thing to say. Heather pops up from behind the chair looking at Kevin like, Hey, I know. Wink. Cool. Wink. It's cool. But then she has some very weird kind of like deep voiced yeah, lines. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I don't know if like there's an audio issue or something, but something is weird is going on. And she's like, <laughs> she says, Hey, Wesley T. <laughs> And he's like, wow, I didn't see you there. What do you have? Just a hot dog. All the fake things. <laughs> Just some sticky nachos. Oh, yeah, nachos. Some sticky nachos in a giant orange soda that I could spill all over you. With extra eyes. Heather, what is up with your voice, honey? That is it's weird. That is weird. Well, and also, like, it was framed weird. I think they had to maybe go in and reshoot that or something. I don't oh, know. Man. It was very strange. It was very weird. Yeah, it was jarring, but... So Wesley T's like, I'm on to you, bitch. I think Kevin has some more, like, weird stuff with his date. No big deal. Eventually, Wesley T falls asleep. Yeah, in the bosom of Kevin's date. Of a hot Swedish girl. Which is what he wanted. Right. I mean... And then Kevin's like, what the fuck you, Wesley? Get that. Let me just get you out of here. And she's like, no, no, no. You little fellow, he's, he's tuckered himself out. He's like, ah. Goes to sleep. Winks. I was really hoping he would wink it. Yeah. Like, wink. I didn't know that, yeah. And Kevin's like... And then Kevin, like, tries, and he's like, ah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, fuck this. Oh, I'll stick with Heather. <laughs> so while that's happening in the movies, what's happening at home? Besides insanity, but... Um, Dracula Metal Belvedere has laid out all the fixings, candles lit, like, amazing setup. George is there, ready. Uh, eventually, Marsha rolls in, and she's like, oh, what's all this? Oh, well, I thought we'd have a romantic evening since you said you were coming home for dinner. She's like, oh, that's great. Oh, but I gotta go out and study some more. I gotta go back to the gang. Sorry. She's using me. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Fuck you, Marsha. Like, they can't, you can't delay half an hour even to enjoy this amazing evening that Belvedere has gone out of his way to set up for you? Well, George is expecting things, first off. True. And also, law school is super competitive and crazy. Now, it's not wherever Marsh, whatever community college Marsh is yeah, at. Yeah, seriously. But she said she was going to be home. Yeah. They went to all this effort. Fuck it. Too bad. Stay up late studying. You don't need to study with your group. They can come by and pick up the notes. You have your romantic evening. They went to far too much effort. So they're both really perturbed at Marsha. Yeah. As they should be. Yeah. And I love she just grabs some shrimp. She's like, oh, the shrimp looks great. I'm really hungry. <laughs> Gotta go. And she is out. Not Nothing to it. There's a lot of one-liners from Belvedere, too, where he flashes that Belvedere smile afterwards, like, hmm. A lot of Belvedere face in this episode. So George is like, fuck this. Belvedere, will you do me the honor of enjoying this meal with me? And this is where shit 
gets bananas. And by bananas, Brian also means tender because tender. there's some weird stuff happening. But there's some odd chemistry between George and Belvedere that we've only speculated at. And we're kind of horrified to see it realized in front of us. We've kidded a lot about George and Belvedere having a secret relationship. Yeah. But this episode, I like, I honestly, guys, I would like to play you the entire audio. <laughs> but I can't, so I'll just have to go for some choice bits. It's kind of pretty the way the flames seem to <laughs> dance in your eyes. <laughs> hey, all I meant was... I know, George, it's good to have some company. Right. Right. And if it's just a couple of guys sitting down together, splitting a pigeon, what's the big deal, right? Right, George. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think you're a jerk. In fact, I almost sort of like you a lot. Thank you, Georgie. And listen, just because I say I like you doesn't mean you have to say you like me. All right. Hey, come on. All right, George, I like you, too. How much? <laughs> a bushel and a peck? I mean, what is happening? What is happening, Brad? Two men are seeing each other for the first time. For the first time it's in years. It's getting tender. It's getting so tender. I don't even know where to begin with what they say. And they're both getting drunk, by the way. Yeah, they are. George is getting Belvedere drunk. Yes. Did we? Was I the only one who saw that? I he saw He kept it. filling his glass. No, I know. I've lived it. I know what's going on. <laughs> I've seen those red flags. <laughs> I've lived it. Belvedere, at one point, I guess just kind of succumbs to it because he's kind of fighting it, and they have, like, a weird tussle about the, the royal family and, like, cheers and, like... But it's all, like, nagging. Like, George is doing the classic nag, yeah. bait-and-switch stuff. I mean, he's pulling all his tricks for Marsha right on Belvedere. Oh. And he's... It's kind of weird how defensive Belvedere is of the royal family. I know he worked for them, but, like, he's really up into the royals. Makes me think. It's like, what is going on? Makes you think, man. I wonder where that vampire bloodline came from. Hmm. Mm. Now that, I would There's, love to see a miniseries on see, that. I want an explanation for that Dracula medal. And you know, since we've been asking so much of Belvedere and them delivering, we might actually get a, we an episode yeah. that explains it. I, like, anything can happen at this point. Like, I... <laughs> we should have realized when the kid walked in and said, nothing much except I've got AIDS, that anything, like, there, nothing was off the table. If the seal actually rolled up into the show at this point, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, the seal's back? Hi. Well, he's been in my room all this time. We knew it. I know about your secrets, Belvedere. What are you talking about? Your diary and your <laughs> seal. <laughs> George, when he said that, that I got uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, show, don't do this to me and Brad. Shit got weird. I don't even know. It just got weird. It, I mean, you're going to play. I mean, you've played and or are going to play some audio. Yeah. I'm just I don't even. I mean, I'll, play, I'll play another one now. Hey, Belvedere. Mm-hmm. I know a little secret about you. No, do you? I know about that little book you write in. What little book? You know, your diary. The one where you put all your snotty little comments in. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, it's not a diary, it's a journal. And it's none of your BIB's wax. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. Let's talk about something else. Fine. She's gonna leave, and I'm gonna be all alone. Except for you. There, there. What's happening? And when the violin guy gets in. And then the violin guy shows up. And they're like, well, you know, 
Let's do it. I've already paid for it. Hey, go ahead and play some tunes. So they both start bitching about Martha. Martha. Marsha eventually. Hmm. George is obviously upset because, you know, he's got the rage and also he's old and True. he's confused and he thinks his wife is going to leave him. And she's going to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Defo. So much foreshadowing. You know season six, she's just not on the show. Not on the show. Just, just gone. It's Belvedere and George raising that family Defo. alone. Gotta be. Um, And Belvedere is like, you know, Marcia is a bitch. Like, she'll say stuff like, I'll take my coffee in the study, Belvedere. Belvedere, find something to do with these dishes. And Belvedere's upset because at least George says please or is like, you know, does one of those comments and but he's mm-hmm. like, all right, Belvedere. Right. Marcia, no. She takes him for granted. She takes him and George for granted. Exactly. So what they need to do is just, like, it's great that they're just getting together, and they share this, you know, the, these passionate feelings. Yeah. And they're just gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna bond on that. There's nothing wrong with two dudes no, chilling the right way. Grace, rowing out, you know, talking about their problems, being passionate. Yeah. Just, just loving each other a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Physically. What? Well, well, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. Whatever's clever. I mean, whatever happens, happens. Hey. I mean, no gay shit, but... But, you know, you know, maybe some action. Maybe a little bit of action. Maybe they bang it out a little bit. Maybe... Maybe someone's hand slips. Hey. I mean, I... Kevin gets it from his father, right? Seriously. Whoopsie-daisies. Who comes through the door and sees them in this compromising position? And by that, I mean having dinner together and talking. Like, right, right, right. There was a point when George gets up and gets really close to Belvedere. Like, he really takes yeah. it to Belvedere. Like, yeah. dude, let's talk about like, this. Like, let's get real for a moment. Marsha rolls in. Well, this is when George loses it. And is like, Marsha, I know you're going to leave me. Desperation. Desperate times. Desperate stuff comes out of his mouth. Dude, you got to learn to play them cards right, first off. Definitely. You don't just throw that out, especially after you've been drinking, when you've been seen canoodling with Belvedere. Right. I mean... Belvedere likes you, a bushel, a bushel and a peck. And you know this now. That's a secret you guys confided hey, in each that's other. that's what you know now. And no one has to know that but you. Exactly. You save those cards for later, during the divorce. Yeah. Um, But even when she, when he says, are you going to leave me? I'm old, you're going to leave me from those young guys. The look on Marsha's face is almost like, fuck, I got caught. I need to play this out right. Like, and I'm not joking. Like, it was really, like, pretty poorly acted on Marsha's yeah, part. Yeah, it's, it's it's not like a, what, why could you think that? It was more like, George, come on. You stupid old fuck. Come on, George. Come on. What? I'm going to leave. I would never leave you, George. I would George. never leave you, George. I love you, George. Wink. Uh, why are you winking? Why do you say my name over and over again? Come are you on. trying to remember that I'm George? Is there another hey, man no. in your life? No, I would not. What? what? Why what? would you think that? I also, early in the You're episode. You're overruled, mister. Early in the episode, when she's talking about, um, when she starts her practice, she's like looking at like sports cars. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And she's like, "Well, you know, I figure once I start my when I start my practice and I'm making all the money, you know, I'll need a new car to drive out and leave your ass." Yeah, a fast car for my new fast times. I'll leave the station wagon to Kevin. It's all good. Yeah, Marcia, you have no intention of staying in this shitty, loveless marriage. And you shouldn't. Let's no, be I don't blame you at all. I should. It's the pretense that bothers it me. It really is. It really just does yeah. get under your skin. Yeah. I. It all. I mean, it basically ends with them retiring upstairs. And by them, I mean Belvedere and George go upstairs and, together. And the violin and player. And the violinist. And Marsha, and, and even Belvedere's like, Ma- Marsha, clean this up. Do something with these. Get it back at her. Because right. Belvedere is, like, drunk at this point. Yeah. Like, he is tipsy and all the right ways. Him yeah. and George go upstairs with that dude. And Marsha's like, oh, boys will be boys. We'll yeah. be boys? Yeah. We'll be boys. Yeah. Um... So, next morning... Uh, 
Wesley T and Heather come down to the kitchen. Belvedere's making breakfast. Wesley T's pissed off that Heather is yet to get her vengeance on him. He's had to sleep in the car, hiding out from her. When he rolled, when he rolled in, rolled in. When he walked in from outside with his like little sleeping bag and his pajamas, I thought, oh, the Huffnagels had a guest last night. Uh, Doctor had a late night call. Emergency surgery. Sorry. Uh, my pager went off last night. I just had to get out. Um, do they still use pagers with doctors? That seems like an antiquated tech. Oh, surely not. Surely not. Surely it's just like a quick text message yeah. from the from the ER. Hey, your shift begins. Come on out. Hey, Doc. Holly Huffnagel here. Can you check something out? I think I got this weird... This just weird splotch on my back. I don't know what it is. But Belvedere's cooking pancakes and basically says, Heather, get your brother back. Come on, Heather. You want to do this? And Wesley's begging for it. He's like, listen, I can't live like this anymore. Can we just get this over with? And he's like, ah, I think I'll keep stretching out. And Belvedere's like, look, here. Here's this uh, I, bowl of pudding or pancake I mix? thought it was pancake mix. I, I don't know. Whatever it was. And then, of course, Heather just dumps it on his head. And everyone's like, ew, or whatever. And right. Da, 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 da. And then we think we're done. Go up to Belvedere, writing in his diary. Which George knows about, by the way. Right. I, you need to play the audio for this, because yeah, it's guys, almost surreal. Guys, and here is what is said. I'm not going to change any... This is how it is. I'm not going to change things. I'm not going to edit anything. This is, this is the homoerotic dialogue that follows. Speaking of things sticking in your throat... I still can't believe George said he liked me. If the truth be known, I'm quite fond of him too. But that's my little secret. Wow. Wow. Something in his throat. I just, I, okay. All right, well that's, that's Belvedere. That's Belvedere. And there we are. Secrets revealed, Mr. Belvedere. I cannot wait. What is the next episode? Did we see? I, it's, oh, it's the play, I think. Oh. I, it just gets better and better. It just so many things. But Brad, we need to move on from Belvedere and get back to the bell. Let's do it. Let's talk about our friends on Saved by the Bell. We're going to be talking about the episode, The Video Yearbook, which I thought was going to be another clip show. We, I, Yeah, when Brad said it, I just assumed it would be a clip show. Yeah. And then we were really surprised when it wasn't. Indeed. But right, that, so- last, that last clip show was really funny. Yeah. And they play the same clip twice? Yeah. Oh. So, video but, yearbook, give me just a second to sure. think about things in my head. All right. Make sure you're not rattling when you're recording. The only reason I'm rattling when I record sometimes is because I need the chain. If you'll remember when I was rattling it in the last episode, it was during some pretty intense moment. I was like, I'm sharing stuff, I need to be chaining. But you're right. I, I will. I felt so bad about that on the last recording. So, I apologize to you and the audience. Um, but yes, I think I'm ready. Give me, give me a beat. And by that, I mean give me a, a starting time. And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. Guys, Bayside needs a yearbook, but they're not going to do the stereotypical yearbook. They're going to do a video yearbook. I don't know why, because everyone's clothing is fucking ridiculous in this episode to new levels. <laughs> um, Zach Morris, while they're filming uh, this video yearbook, decides, wait a minute, we can just take all the girl parts out and make a video and sell that. It's like a dating thing. The girls will love it because they'll get tons of dates, and I'll love it because I'm going to get money to buy a car. Duh. He gets found out because Zach Morris is Zach Morris, and they can't let him be himself. Um, so they decide to get Zach back um, by weird threat things. But then Zach tries to turn the tables on them, fakes his death, and by that disappearance, dresses up like a woman, and they all know it because you can't do that, Zach. <laughs> you can't fucking do that. <laughs> So many awesome characters. Tori comes back, but not the way you think. And that's Saved by the Bell. It ends pretty much with Zach getting his. 
That's 52 seconds. I was really wanting to get in some more stuff, yeah, but that is really what happened. That is Bear what happened. Um, it, but, uh, so much. It's the minutia in the episode. It's the, <gasps> those little details that gave Brad a panic attack, almost, and me just popping my Zoloft over here. Sorry, buddy. I, um, one of the craziest episodes dude. I think we've watched. First off, for, why are they so much younger than they are in any of the rest of the they season? They do look a lot. This looks like it was filmed like three years ago. Yeah, really. Um, You talked about the clothes. Can we just... Can we just take a moment for <laughs> Screech's pants? Screech went through half of this episode in an outfit that I didn't know where his pants, shirt, and other overshirt began and ended. Uh, well, you could tell by... Well, they were different gradients of fluorescent. But Dude, they don't mean uh, nothing. What was that thing that freaking um, Turtle was wearing that know. was half tie-dye, half print with a star know. on it? The sheriff was in town. The sheriff. <laughs> It was kind of short, but it was kind—it was like a speed suit short getup, but not. But Dude. it was different things. But there was a big star on it, like she was the fucking sheriff. But yeah. and it was kind of tied. I don't know what was she wearing for her actual yearbook photo. She did look kind of foxy. That's the best I've seen Turtle look. But it was only because parts of it were form fitting, and you know there wasn't too much too much clothing. You could see some of her body, but the outfit itself was bananas. Yeah, it was like some kind of weird Christmas tree skirt that looked like it might have had like astronaut. Like that gold paneling you would see on like a satellite. <laughs> yes. No, she she looked like someone's quinceanera cake. Yes. That's what she looked like. Rhinestones all up in that oh. shirt. But actually, she, really attractive in that. Yeah, yeah, she looked like she looked like she was a ballerina that had been attacked by Armenians. <laughs> My favorite part about bedazzle, bedazzle, bedazzle. about that scene is when she's done recording her yearbook thing. She says to Screech, "How did I do?" And Screech is like, "No, nah, you know, vapid kind of, you know, very, you know, superficial." And she's like, well, you're a nerd. And I thought, well, first off, well done, Screech, someone, for throwing it back at Lisa. Someone hit a little close to home. Got real. And Lisa just, oh, she, you're a nerd. And Screech's like, what else is new? Fuck off. Yeah. Get out of here. Who's next? All right, but let's let's take it back. To, I know, I know, I know. Let's take it back. We're to, jumping Well, ahead. let's go back to the closest for a second. Because like you said, okay. Screech's outfit, I do not understand that. Uh-uh. It was weird. It was like up to the middle of his chest. It was super baggy and long. Guys, I... Who was in charge of wardrobe? Alex may have been the one that died, but I think, I think I had a stroke. Because I can't believe that I saw what I saw with my eyeballs. Guys, get if you have Netflix, get on it. Look at what this man's wearing. Duh. And just and just keep that in your life. As as the thing that happened, that we did that. Also, um, Kelly Kapowski wears a very nice outfit. She, she looks like a twelve year old kind of, like yeah. or an adult in some weird kind of like I don't know why she wears her hair up in those barrettes. It's like, yeah, but you're a teenager she's looking kid. pretty good. Uh, Jesse Spano. Oh yeah, looking our girl nice. Elizabeth Burley, world's greatest human, looking super foxy, as she should. Slater in his football uniform. That's like a half. He's got a shirt. Yeah, he's got a half shirt football uniform. Bonkers. Just Bonkers. weird. All right. Just weird. Let's let's roll it back. All right. Top of the episode. There's a huge problem with the yearbook, Alex. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're just not selling. What is this school's deal? They can't sell prom tickets or yearbooks. I'm sorry, but there's two things you can guarantee on selling. <laughs> prom tickets and yearbooks. I don't want to go to the prom. Nope, sorry. I don't want a yearbook. Old-fashioned. Um, look, I got my yearbook right here. Right, you have all your yearbooks over there on the bookshelf. Right, right on the bookshelf. Um, listen, I honestly, I didn't associate that with that many people from our actual high school. Uh, it was pretty much Alex... Uh, <laughs> Peterson the Ninja? Yeah. Um, you got the very short list of your go-to yeah. people. We all did. Yeah, well, because, like, we went to the Redneck High School. We went to the Redneck. There was three high South schools. The there was the 
the seemingly um, best high school, Northside. There was the theoretically ghetto high school, JCM. And there was the redneck white trash high school. And that's where we went. We were the bottom of the three. Everyone pointed at us and laughed. Deservingly. Deservingly, absolutely. We rocked that school, though. That campaign, the slander <laughs> campaign we did. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before, but man. True, true. So, yeah, you know, so that's... That get, that being said, Brad has a yearbook. Right here. It's got a protective shell on it. <laughs> it does. Because you had to buy your protective... Your name is engraved on there, and go Dreyfuses, which should have been our mascot we, for... We did. We campaigned long and hard to have Richard Dreyfus made our, our high school mascot. Um, never really... Never, never really traction on that. But we tried, damn it. Yeah. Hawk. Who wants a hawk for a mascot? Generic. Ugh, lame. Were they even... I mean, come on. Go Hawks. Go Dreyfuses. Come on! They really need to start having more fun with the school mascots. Seriously. Bayside Tigers, bullshit. Fuck that. The Valley Valleys? I don't remember what Valley is. <laughs> no, lame. This is also the first time we see other schools, though, mentioned in the Bayside community, which true, is very interesting. True. They can't sell the yearbooks, so they have the brilliant idea, let's do a video yearbook. Because everyone will want that. Um, guess what? No one would want that. VHS tapes are going to be obsolete in a decade. Yeah. Or less. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see any VHS tapes on the shelf. You know what I do see? I see some yearbooks. Because <laughs> everybody wants a yearbook. Everyone no one wants, wants a videotape. Fuck that shit. They didn't know. They didn't know. <sighs> it's crazy. So, but they think it's a wonderful idea. Right. Uh, everyone in the room, that one girl jamming out on her headphones, uh, the 40-year-old man that Zach makes eye contact with when he first opens the door. Weird. Very the, weird. You mean Moose? I guess they couldn't get Ox that week? That was Moose. This was pre-Ox. So, we got Moose, who's a 40-year-old man. Yeah. He's very bizarre. Um, at least in his 30s, but yeah, yeah. old. Girl jamming out to her headphones, not to music, mind you. She's listening to a book on tape. <laughs> The Little Train That Could Part 2? It's a classic. Hey, Bayside, maybe you should hire more than three teachers. I, just maybe. Please. Maybe the reason nobody went to your book is because no one can read. <laughs> a book? That's dumb. I don't want no book. Give me a video. <laughs> what do you want? I want a video. Get him a video. Give me a video. Can we get one of them yearbooks and them videos? I want a video. I missed the shuttle bus. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Ow. Fuck. I gotta learn to read a watch better. <laughs> Bayside is the south side of California. It really is. By the river, I, or by the sea, it's just... I got all those chemicals pumped right in there. Um, So they decide to go on this. And of course, Screech and Zack are put in charge. Mm -hmm. Screech and Zack are put in charge. Have they not learned their lesson? Well, no one else wants to miss class. Why doesn't anyone want to miss class? That is weird. That is very weird. Because all the people in the yearbook are like super serious about school. Um, what? Listen, I think we all know that I, there's no one that cares more about learning and knowledge and education than myself. True. Constantly, I'm trying to share it with a podcast. Um, but I miss school all the fucking time. Because I was always doing shows. and was like, oh, well, I get, we, get, we get to miss some school days. Oh, well. I almost didn't pass Spanish because I missed so many days <laughs> that I had no clue what we were learning. But only because you missed so many days. Right. I mean, South, I mean, come on. High yeah. school was nothing. No, it was, it was a piece joke of, of an yeah. education. If you put in any effort, you were straight A's. Yeah. But these kids. Hmm. So, super serious about that knowledge. 
They get people from the camera. They're like, all right, I guess the what a video yearbook would be, if you are are wondering about this, I guess it'd be clips of like cool things that happened during the year, and then everyone gets their own like minute. You still stand in front of a shitty um, backdrop. Yeah, it's still the photographs. Oh, well, um, they're gonna save money on photographs because they're not gonna need those. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking in Beldum's mindset of them saving money and cutting because but, they just can't pay those three What, isn't videotape more expensive than photographs? Probably about the if you got enough for the whole school, probably about the cost of a car. Foreshadowing. Because here's the thing: Kelly's gonna go out with Zach, and Zach's super excited. They're going on a date, but she's gonna, but he's gonna have to drive because her parents need the car. But his parents are using the car this weekend, so he's got to buy a car now. Okay. <laughs> In a week, I gotta get a car. I love Zach's ambition. This is why he is an awesome lawyer. Yeah. Because he really, he really, he has what it takes to get what he wants. But really, I mean, Zach Morris. That's the only solution for him. Like, usually wouldn't it be, can I scheme some way to steal Mr. Belding's car for a week? Or, like, any other way to get a vehicle? No, he's gonna, he's gonna find a way to scheme the money to buy a car. Because he's challenging himself. Because he's a god. True. More on that in a second. Defo. So he's decided, not only is he gonna do the video yearbook, he's gonna take all of the girls out of it and make a dating video because who doesn't wanna see hot high school girls? Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll list their actual phone numbers. Me and Brad immediately looked at each other like, wow, wait a minute, oh, Zach. Oh, this was a time before Chris Hansen. What kind of pedos are, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, I'd like to buy a video of the high school girls in their cheerleading outfits and get their phone numbers. Hey, Zach, you're gonna get someone raped. Why don't you call it the I'm gonna get someone raped tapes? Because Morris, and why put their real phone numbers? Like why not just take all these girls, put fake names and fake phone numbers, they've already bought the tape. Because in Zach's mind to rationalize this, he is really thinking about these girls in his head, he thinks. Because he even says later, you know what, I put those girls' names in there, maybe they'll get a lot of dates, who knows? But surely Screech will be smart enough not to put my girlfriend in there, Kelly Kapowski. Um, or, you know, our best friend Slater's girlfriend, Jesse Spano, or our friends in general, because we don't want them harassed by those. They'll let the in other Screech's Bayside's... defense, there's only 13 girls at Bayside Quite High true. School. Uh, so, So, I mean, he needed to fill some time. I, but, I mean, come on. It's weird. I also love how, how Zach basically just dictates this to Screech and does the best he can to make this video. Which, to be honest... I don't know if it took him, like, he must have stayed up all night because yeah. he did a good job. Right. Flashing videos, like, he would voice over their names because Kelly says something like, because uh, Zach's feeding her questions, like, so you're in the yearbook, who are you? She's like, I'm Kelly Kapowski, I'm head cheerleader, and I really like school, and this is what my favorite color is, or whatever. And he's right. like, hey, who do you love? She's like, you, Zach, and she, like, loves a kiss. So Screech takes that and rewinds it and puts his own voice in there, which is kind of weird at first, but he's basically just, you know, adding right. it on. So Screech almost becomes like the pimp of this video. Exactly. Um, which is uncomfortable for him. He even says, Zach, I just feel weird about this. I think he says he feels sleazy or gross about it. Yeah. Slimy. And after what he did, because he did it correctly, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I bet you do feel like yeah. that, friend. You know what hot You know what hot girls really, really need? You know what's going to make them feel great? Um, getting creepy strangers calling them all the time. Um, and I think it does because every girl who talks about it is kind of okay with it. Lisa loves the shit out of it. Yeah. She's like, I got a date on Friday with Mark. And then on Saturday, it's Eric. And then on Sunday, I have two days. It's like, okay, Lisa. Yeah, but I would they're, never... cre- they're creepos. If a blind call came to my cell phone and it said, hey, salvation, I would give Paul's. True. But if it was a woman on the other line, she's like, hey, I know you. I saw you from your video. What? Were you on a date with me? I would be super skeptical. I'd be very hesitant to I'd say yes. I'd be like, yes. hey, let's Skype it out. Um, well, what's going well, on? You got it. You got it. Then, well, then you can do what you want, but... 
But not back then. I know. They didn't even have video phones back then. Hmm. Danger zone. Exactly. Danger zone. That's uh, stranger danger, guys. Beware. I will say Zack and Screech went to all the different schools, which is where we saw the t-shirts of all the different schools, and they sold right. all the videos with a giant poster that said, Girls, girls, girls! What about uni high? Yeah, what is uni what high? What is uni, U-N-I high? What, you, like university uni high? University high? <laughs> what is this? They're on the scholastic Are they in junior college? What's happening? <laughs> They're earning college credit in high school. That will be worthless to them when they actually get into a real college. Uh, seriously. Yeah, I don't know, man. That was some weird... That was crazy. So, okay, so this has all gone down. Zach's realized that Screech has put um, all the girls on the tape. And now, all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, Zach has to set right what went wrong. Well, they, they're like, hey, Zach, we want to see the, the video yearbook. So they, um, they roll in there. Oh, Zach drops the tapes. He hands them the dating tape so they all see it. Including Mr. Belding, who rolls in. Mr. Belding's inclusion in all of these antics is very questionable. Yeah. Because once they see what it is, they're like, I can't believe he did this. Except Lisa. She's like, well, you know, what else? I'm cool with it. Until she realizes she's making money with it. Exactly. And then he's like, no. No. So they're like, well, let's beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it's like, let's kill him. <laughs> and tear him up in little pieces. And then Belding says, and turn it, and put every one of those pieces, uh, or expel every one of those pieces, I think. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Belding. You can't join the mob riot. You're a fucking grown-ass man. Um, you don't get to join the wild mob with pitchforks. But in these later seasons, Belding is much more docile. Cause True. Zack is one. He's broken him. Yeah. Um, so they're leaving, um, and Kelly's like, hold up, guys. First off, check out my outfit. Yeah. I look really good right now. Come and correct to school today. Defo. Lisa, what the fuck? Even Seriously. Belding, what the fuck? Um, so she says... Look. Is that a cat? I think so. Fuck. That sounded like a human being. I know. Um, Probably fighting another duck. Or a ducks. I had a duck harassing a cat a couple weeks ago. It was weird. That's awesome. Yeah. It was on... It was, we, we got on the Twin Peaks podcast. It was kind of funny. Very nice. You should have, like, YouTube that. I'm sure people would, like... You could advertise. Anyway, Kelly Kapowski is like, guys, hold up. First off, I'm Kelly Kapowski. I'm dating Zach Morris. And even though I may not look like it, there's a reason why we're compatible. Um, I am also like him. We are going to get him back. I've learned a lot of shit from yeah. dating this guy. And it's like, it's about time that we see that. So she's like, so would you like to get him back? And they're all like, all right, cool. Even fucking Belling's like, okay, I'm interested. Let's I'll teach him a lesson. This. Let's teach this underage kid a lesson. All right. Dude, you are their adult. You're, you're, an, a, you're an adult. And this isn't even affecting you personally. It is affecting me personally. Come on. Belding was a little upset that he wasn't on that tape. So they decided to get the entire school in on this. First off, half the school bought these tapes. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but they also want to get the money back from him or something? Yeah. Because they even realize, well, how much is it? And then Jesse Spano, because they're all hip to his game, is like, he, whatever, however much it is, you know it's enough for a new car. And they're like, nice. I mean, so many cons going Yikes. on. Yikes. Yikes. So what they're going to do is they're going to have... They're going to play it like Slater's super angry about Jesse getting all these calls. So they're going to play it as he's been beating up every guy in the school trying to figure out who it is. Because he's that he's gone crazy with jealousy and he's completely a fellowing out. What was the name on the banner? Oh. The mystery name. Someone running for office. We thought it was the ghost. Andrew McDonald. There we go. Well done. Nice. Good memory, friend. So I, have we found the name of the Bayside ghost? I think we might have. Because there's a banner... Like in the back room, that just says Andrew McDonald. We can't see the rest of it. 
Um, I'm thinking maybe it's a memorial service, you know, remembering Andrew McDonald a year after the terrible shuttle bus accident. <laughs> yeah, and we see him in the back, like even even the ghost is getting in on right. this. Because they're all they're all wearing like uh, they all have like fake um, black eyes and crutches and fake cast. Like the amount of effort everyone's gone into be acting like Slater's beat everyone up is insane. And then like. Um, Slater confronts um, Zack and Screech in the locker room and is like, yeah, when I find the guy, I'm going to beat the crap out of him and he beats up a locker. But yeah, and at some point, Screech walks in and he's replaced, he's still wearing crazy pants, but now he's added a sunflower shirt Ugh. to go with the crazy outfit. I think he has outfit. on. It's like, what the fuck? <gasps> Why are you wearing giant floral print shirt? That wasn't even cool back then, dude. It's giant sunflowers. I don't know whose clothes are whose. I don't even know what's happening. Like, I, I'm dying. It's insane. Meanwhile, Sheriff Turtle's running around. Sheriff Turtle's on the case. <laughs> um, um, Screech comes in with, like, a fake uh, bruised eye because he's like, well, I want Slater to think he's already beat me up. He's gone so crazy, maybe he's, he'll forget. Whatever, Screech. I mean, so, you are crazy, but yeah. fair enough. Belding calls Zack into his office. Belding's gotten hit in the face. And Zach's like, what? He beat you up? What happened? What's happening? This is crazy. Zach says the one place he wouldn't get hit at. Nope, not even your leader is. Well. Then no. then Kelly and some fellow roll in, and Kelly is like full bikered out, looking like Tori. I thought for a second we crossed universes here. <gasps> and it's weird that she looks kind of very similar to Tori. Yeah. Her hair is similar in like the fashion. Yeah. Uh, looking hot, though, by the way. Super Instead hot. of like, I guess the t shirt underneath, she's got like this kind of like. I almost want to say, like, a bikini top or something? Yeah, it's like a tiny tube top. Yeah, and, like, just a biker and some dude on her arm. Yeah. He's like, what's up? Who's this dude loser? Talking to Zach, and she's like, Zach, look, this is one of the guys that called me. This is, this is You're a, no this, longer yeah. needed. Like, oh, th this guy, this is just some big mistake I made a while ago. And Zach's like, oh, my God, what's happening? He's like, get your hands off her. And he goes to hit him, and Belding's like, nope. Belding grabs him and is, like, holding him back, like, don't do it, Zach. And then Slater rolls in, because then Belding holds Zach. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's like, why are you holding Belding. him for Slater to punch him? Belding is holding a student for another student to hit. Belding, get your head in the game. You are the principal. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Kelly and this creepo dude are, like, about to make out. They're rubbing noses. They're Eskimo kissing. Right. Yeah, whatever. It's just about to go down, though. And then it happens. Zach Morris stopping time. Time out. That's when we realize that in canon, Zach Morris is a god. It's been a while since but he's, he's used his full yeah. god powers. He gets out of whatever lock that Belding has him in, moves away, and looks at the audience and says, This is weird. I gotta set this right. Not gonna make this happen. He takes a piece of paper and places it between Kelly and this other dude so they can't kiss. Um, he gets out of the way of Slater's punch. He walks out of the room. Time starts back up. Slater punches Belwin. <laughs> because it really fucking... <laughs> Kelly and the dude are like, what? Because there's a paper sheet in front of them. And in their mind, what they saw was Zach Morris literally disappear. He pulled some crazy David Blaine shit. <laughs> and they're like, fuck, he did his magician thing. No, he is a god! <laughs> Either that or there's some weird thing where Zach Morris has an agreement and like, for everyone in school, hey, if I say time out, whatever's happening, we all time yes, out. Yes, But no, he is... He's, yeah. Zach he's Morris. Super being. He is, he is a deity. They even mention it, like, later, like, I think in the next scene, because then it's like, oh, I'm going to scheme and get back at him or something. Um, Zach redoes the video yearbook and gives it to them. Um, 
And he also does this other video, and he puts Screech in it, and Screech is oblivious. But they even mention, like, in that little meeting, something about, hey, it was weird that Zack kind of, like, disappeared on us. They were like, yeah, well, after he disappeared on us, he probably just wanted to get out. Um, hey, how about the fact he disappeared? <laughs> he was there one second. So, it went so fast and happened so quickly um, that you accidentally punched your principal in the face yeah. with full velocity. He's so magical and all-powerful that Damon Lindelof is about to write a shitty movie about people looking for him. <laughs> I found five dots. They lead to Zach Morris. How? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Fuck you, Lindelof. <laughs> so Zach does this really weird kind of meta, um, meta in the show anyway, video where he's talking to all of them and like reacting to Screech's reactions because he knows weird. Screech so he's well. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, Kelly, you were right to leave me. I'm so sorry. Here's our friendship ring that you gave me. Here, have it back. Aww. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, you know, guys, I really screwed everybody over. I'm really sorry. I took all the money. And I made copies of the video yearbook for everyone in the school. Yeah, Screech, give those out. But I don't have enough for everyone in school. Screech, don't worry. What? They're coming Monday. I got it taken care of. Oh, I thought I'd lost them. How does he know this? Lisa, what's behind your ear? <laughs> what? <gasps> Two of clubs. Is that the card you picked? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh my this God. is so crazy. Everyone's just like applaud. It's a weird video. It's... Yeah, yeah. It's super creepy. But it's, um, <laughs> but it's only made weirder. <laughs> By the fact that that all-powerful Zach Morris, um, in a twist that uh, Damon Lindelof couldn't even create in his infinite genius, um, decides to come in in a dress, because he's, he's going to go in and see their reactions to this, because at the end of the video he's like, hey guys, um, also you'll never see me again, I'm going away to boarding school, I'm sorry I hurt you guys, but I know you'll never be able to forgive me, because he, he's... He just wants to see the reaction to this and see everyone get sad. But the thing is, everyone catches it and they're like, matching each other, like, hey, look, why Zach getting a dress? <laughs> everyone, the first Zach time. has fucking lost it. <laughs> I love that they all noticed because yeah. Zach is dressed up in drag many times since we've been watching this show. Never noticed he was dressed up in drag. Uh, but this time they're like, what is he doing? In this season, <laughs> we've seen him and Jesse uh, dress up and as an old woman and an old man. Yeah. Slater didn't notice. Granted, it was the dark in the theater. But this time, he's, he, like, he has... Zack has the power to stop time. But he's gonna roll in in a shitty dress, and everyone's gonna be like, what the fuck is he doing? Resting on his laurels. He has, like, a weird, almost, like, fat suit underneath that he's a little plump. It's... Like, oh, who's the plump new girl who's suddenly in the yearbook thing that Zack wanted to get a hold of in the video? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so everyone knows that Zack's in the room. So at the end of the thing, when he's like, yeah, and you'll never see me again... They're just like, well, that's good news. We got rid of him. Yay! And Zach is like, no. Motherfucker. It takes the wig off. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm a person. Don't treat me like this. And then they're just like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and it freezes with Zach like, what? End of the episode. <laughs> what? Why did he dress up in drag? Why couldn't he just, like, hide? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Painting himself to look like the wall would have been a better idea. Seriously. I've seen people do that. It's an art Be up in a vent. Oh, that down. would have been amazing. Like, stand right outside of the door. Why is he dressing up like a woman? I don't know. I don't know. I like to imagine he put on that dress at home, um, drove to the max, hopped the shuttle bus, <laughs> went to school... <laughs> He's been dressed like that all day. He's been in character the whole day. Super serious. 
Zach Morris always stays in character. I love that Slater Can't notices break. him first. Yeah. Oh, a new broad. Wait, that's not a broad. That's a dude in a dress. Is that Zach Morris? But I love there's no, like, it's all of them nudging like, hey, look at that. Just like nodding and everyone looks and is like, what? There's, like, I think there's they not, look at him and he acknowledges him like, hello. Like, he's like, hey. There's not even a moment where anyone thinks that he might be a woman. <laughs> which is what we all kind of been waiting for. But he's so powerful. He can stop time. <laughs> Why can't he disguise himself better? I think he's just having fun. Resting on his laurels as a guy. Wackiness. So many questions. So much amazingness. So many outfits. <laughs> so many outfits. Yeah, and it just ends. Yeah. If you watch one episode of Saved by the Bell, I think this is the one. Yeah. If you want to lose your fucking mind. I think on episode 200 we should do a video yearbook of Ramjack. <laughs> where we just collect everyone's YouTube clips of all the... All the people who listen on the Facebook group, they just, like, record one. And we collect it mm-hmm. and do, like, a, a nice. Ramjack video yearbook. I like it. I like it. Take it off YouTube and put it on a, you know, video cassette, obviously. Oh, obviously. Duh. Put it on VHS. Come on. Yeah. People want those. You don't want to use the internet. Yeah. You're like, the internet's going to be around in ten years. Seriously. VHS all the way. Which reminds me of something on the subject of VHS tapes. So I was on the bus the other day, and this old man is there and he says VCR tapes are going out of style you have to tape movies on video games now (laughs) (laughs) you have to tape movies on video games now how amazing this old man is so confused by tech you can't buy VCR tapes no more you gotta put your movies on video games now you old man Um, how many many episodes of Matlocks do you think I can get on this disc of Skyrim I need some matlocks on here. How do I do it? None, sir. It's <laughs> not how it works. Please. My grandson left his Skyrim. I want to put matlock on it. <laughs> I want to put some. Di- I want to put a couple of matlocks and a couple of diagnosis murder. Can I get that to fit on there? Can you imagine him like going into a GameStop or going on Amazon and buying like a matlock Blu-ray or something, thinking it's a video game? <laughs> I'd like to buy a matlock video game. <gasps> we don't have that, sir. Oh. What do you have? <laughs> I just like it, like. Uh, it's amazing. That that <laughs> there's just this old man that's so confused by technology. He just wants to tape things onto a VCR tape like he's done for years, but he can't. And he's, he doesn't understand the CDs and the... That's almost like a kid. Like I, t- I said this on the show before, like my boss's kid picking up a, a compact disc and saying, what, is, what are these new movies, Dad? You've been holding out on me? And he's like, no, those aren't movies. Those are That's music. And they're like, what? No, music is on the computer. Like You download that shit. Why are you holding out on movies on me, Dad? <laughs> what are these new movies? What is this? Let's look at those old. So just, like, don't understand. Don't understand. Is that one of them new video games? Um, no, it's 21 Jump Street on Blu-ray. <laughs> Grandparents just don't understand. They don't. They really don't understand. <laughs> I'm just trying to put 60 minutes on this video game. <laughs> that is amazing, Brad. Guys, before we close out, we Robin just posted something on the Facebook group, which is amazing. We've had a lot of terrifying things posted lately, which I don't approve of. We shouldn't even mention them again. Hmm. Your days are numbered, Claire. But Robin's posted an old news article. It's titled, If a woman needs it, should she be spanked? So I think it's time for a Ramjack dramatic reading. A Brooklyn counterman? Why not? If they don't know how to behave by the time they're adults... They should be treated like children and spanked. That ought to make them grow up in a hurry. If it doesn't, at first, they'll soon get the idea. A Brooklyn barber had this to say. Yes, when they deserve it. As a barber, I've had a lot of faith in the hairbrush. I think there are certain cases when it is advisable. 
When it is, there's no reason why you shouldn't go right ahead and do it. I don't knock the idea. In my business, a man gets a lot of store by the results he can get with a hairbrush properly applied. Spanking his wife, by the way. I... okay. Um, and now this ever-clever Brooklyn parking lot attendant. You bet. It teaches them who's boss. A lot of women tend to forget this is a man's world, and a lot of men who step down as boss of a family wish they hadn't. Spanking might help get back some of the respect they lost. And a Brooklyn toy factory owner. A lot of people in Brooklyn have very diverse jobs. Um, when you when you write an article, Alex, you want to you get a broad, broad oh, swath yeah, yeah. of the, the public. I love their pictures. Oh, this guy. Wow. This guy has a, has a nightmare factory. Yeah, from the toy factory. Yes, most of them have it coming to them anyway. If they don't, it will remind them how well off they are. I subscribe to the theory that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. What question is burning your mind? Send it to You Said It, New York Mirror. 235 East 45th Street, back in the day. Should women get... If a woman needs it, should she be... If she needs it? If she needs it. If they... Look, if they have it... They probably got it coming to them anyway. You should do it. If they don't have it coming to them... You don't get to hit people. It will remind them how well they are off. Hey, fuckers. Hey, old-timey fuckers. You don't get to hit people. Especially not other adults. Not anyone. You should... if. Spanking your children is completely fucked up and useless, but an adult, an adult woman, you're going to spank her because she needs it? Hey, crazy oh, yeah. fuckos. No, no, no. If she needs it, then oh, you she spank needs it. Oh, she And if needs she it. don't, she has, probably had to come to him anyway. Stop hitting people, you creepo barbarian white dudes from back in the day. That's just weird. Just stop it. That's weird. Just stop it. Fuck off. Please swap spanking people. Let me go ahead and tell you, they don't need it. Yeah. All no kinds one. of studies say that's pretty rough and lame. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 101 of Ramjack. Indeed. It has been a pleasure. It is always a joy to come over and do the show with Absolutely. you, Brad. Guys, thanks for joining us. Um, you can get back at us, and we would like to hear your opinions and thoughts. Defo. Um, There's one way to do that. Well, there's multiple, but a, a nice way to do it mm-hmm. is to call us. Give us a ring. It's this easy. Pick up your phone and dial 206 206- Three three nine five eight nine four. Do we have a voicemail, Brad? I think we do. Let's check in. Hey, Ram Jack, Kelly Cho. Um, I, for some reason, just decided to call in because I was re-listening to episode ninety-nine with Jonathan, and you guys were talking about uh, proms and stuff, and brought up the question of don't. Jonathan brought up the question of do people normally have don't they normally have them at different venues? Well, my problem was, well, it was the worst for many reasons. Uh, one being I had bronchitis, the other being it was full of people I disliked. It was also on a boat. Yep. I had bronchitis at boat prom. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Boat prom. A boat cruise? That's like Jason Takes Manhattan action. <laughs> It's a shock that she had bronchitis and that everyone yeah. she hated was there. True because that. a boat cruise could be a fun prom. That could be fun. Let's have a boost cruise prom. <laughs> Can we do that? We need to have a Ramjack meetup on a boat cruise. Yeah, let's do the Ramjack booze cruise. <laughs> I'm really pushing the booze cruise as far as just you on a really boat. really want to throw down I'm just saying, if we're going to be on a boat, let's go all the way. I actually like that prom story. Yeah. I wish our prom had been on a boat as opposed to the yeah. shitty fairgrounds that was way too big a venue. Is the school, like, is her 10-year reunion going to be on a boat, too? Because that would be awesome. Mm. 
That would be choice. Wow. Seeing all the failures on a boat. <laughs> I do like the idea of doing things on boats, just in general. I, th- well, I think, in general, I'd say if you're going to have an event, putting on a boat does make it more fun and exciting. Yes. Because it's on a boat. And you're mobile. Right. You can get away if you need to. You're all getting away. Let's get high seas. Let's go. You could be attacked by pirates. There's a lot more. There's a lot more risk involved. So I don't know. I kind of. I think. I think boats a plus. It definitely beats Jackson Tennessee Fairgrounds. It definitely beats the fairgrounds. <gasps> boring prom ever. And I don't even know what kids these days have their proms. They've got to be like awesome and in like amazing hotels and ballrooms, especially in the cities. But who knows? Boat crews, yes. Fairgrounds. Hey, we run this through the committee first. Who's on the committee? Yeah. Is the principal on the committee? It's weird the principal's getting in on the students. It's kind of weird. Bizarre. I, bizarre. At least a building syndrome going I, on. I think, I think uh, the bronchitis, of course, sucks. People yeah. who, Not having cool people there sucks. But if you had awesome people on a boat, I think wins. I think it beats out Fairgrounds in Jackson, Tennessee. And I think it beats Hoedown in the Bayside Gym. Yeah, Hoedown's a horrible theme for so a So it could have been worse. Look on the bright side. But thanks for calling. Yay. Yes, thank you very much. Please call again. Indeed. Um, there's another way to get in contact with us. Email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. In fact, we've, we've gotten a message. We've actually, we got a message actually a couple weeks ago, but we, we weren't able to get to it. Alfio sent us a message. Because we've had some problems with his audio before. He sent us a video message um, because he thought that would be, be helpful. He sent us a 10-minute video. Which is a bit long, but you know we we we, we don't mind. We can of always cut it not. down if we need to. Um, Alfio, there's a lot of, the problem is it's very difficult to understand. I think more so than usual. Um, I think we'll play a little bit of it. Um, I I've I've I was able to transcribe bits of it, so I went through like the first half of it, and I've picked out the bits I could understand after running it through some CSI tech to increase the audio and uh, help things out. So I think we'll we'll dip into this for a bit here. Um, Alfio, maybe maybe shoot us an email <laughs> next time around because we're gonna do our best here. I've picked out a few points, I've made some notes, but I think we're just gonna we're gonna play a little bit of the video and just let you guys know what we're dealing with. Again, we appreciate the questions. We we love you sending in stuff, but if we can't understand <laughs> it, I'm sorry. We really wish we could. We've tried. Hello, MJ. It's me, Alfio. You've finally seen my face. So anyway, I was trying to submit my questions in video form due to the fact of I had it held choppy and very unlistenable. My voicemails were my episode. I'm like, excuse me if I miss anything you might have already talked about, but I'm kind of backed up on episode, so yeah. I've been skipping to the last bits to see what you guys have to have my apple to listen to the entire episode. Just go been back on my podcast. The first one for to mention, uh, Lisa. So going through some bits that I, that I was able to, to to pull out here, um, we we talked about Alfio. Um, um he gets ten dollars a week for his allowance. Oh, I was able to get that out, so we, we know that now. That's that's crazy. When I was a child, I got three dollars a week for an allowance. I don't remember how much I got for an allowance, I which I didn't really get. Like like maybe once a month, maybe because my mother was a liar and then she'd steal my money. Um. Ten dollars is pretty good nowadays. Ten dollars, yeah, I think ten dollars is solid. Yeah, you can just for just being a kid for just, for just living your life. Um, at some point, I'm pretty sure he asked us what our favorite ice cream topping was. He said his favorite was Nesquik. That's not an ice cream. Is that an ice cream topping? Apparently, I, that's what I got. He might have said something else. I'm not sure. What's your favorite ice cream topping, Brad? I don't really know. I don't really know if I go in for ice cream toppings that much. Oh, I'm gonna have ice cream when I get home tonight. 
Someone just got excited. That ice cream. <laughs> I would say maybe, maybe, maybe some nuts. You like nuts on your ice maybe, cream? Maybe some, yeah. There's a yogurt place that, because my grandparents wanted yogurt, of course. Right. Um, old love. Old love yogurt. They what do you want to do now? Stuff. Let's find some yogurt. Okay. Um, got on my phone, immediately Googled, and there's a new yogurt place up in, um, I guess, near Crestview in Kentucky. Because I wanted to go into Kentucky. I Anyway, um, I actually definitely recommend it for locals. It's a fun place. But you go in, and they have, like, this huge thing, and it's you make your own ice cream, basically. All It's like you're behind the counter, and you can do whatever you want. But they had crazy toppings, like, all kinds of weird stuff. And also, like, traditional stuff, but, like, to new levels. But if I had to pick a favorite topping... It might be granola right now. Oh, granola yeah. on like nice, like nice. ice cream yeah. or yogurt is actually really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that sounds solid. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm pretty sure he saw Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. The new one? I think so. Has that come out yet? Yeah, I didn't know that. I think it's out on DVD and Blu-ray. Already. Where he urinates fire? I think so. Did not know that. What did he think? I have no idea. We couldn't decipher it. I'm pretty sure Charlie Brown's teacher said something and interrupted him because that's all I got. Um, Alfio, I'm so sorry. He just woke up. Oh, okay. I got that. Um, it's nice that we're on his mind first thing in the morning. Yeah. Is there a balloon in the background in the video, or is that I like a, so. a model dirigible? No, I think that's like a. I think that's one of those like a like a lantern, like a Japanese lantern or something. Nice. I like that. Um, um, if you like a Batman, there's something you should check out, but I, I don't know what it is. I'm make, maybe maybe it's something Batman related or something that's like Batman. So if you like Batman, there's something out there that Alfio recommends for you. I just have no clue what it is. Um. I think he said the Muppets was a fantastic movie. Nice. Which I agree. If that's what he said, I'm really, I'm really kind of sketchy on that. But I, that's what I think. But I agree if that's what you said. So uh, that's something I was able to call. Um, also, I think he got some, he got some movies. Oh, he's showing them to us. That's also good to show visuals. I mean, it's only fair we, we give these people peeks into our minds. All right. So he's minds. got uh, Oh Brother We're Out There on Blu-ray. Good movie. I like that. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Terrible fucking movie. It wasn't that bad. Ugh. Jack Black again. You have a bias. Terrible movie. Not funny at all. Um, the X-Men First Class. Nice. Enjoyable. Inception. Lech. Lame. Yeah, not a huge fan. Super mediocre. Crying way too Is hard. Is that covers 3D? Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim. Have you seen that yet? No. People, pretty people good. love got it. it. People love it. I haven't watched this in theater, even though I own it. Thor? He doesn't have a 3D TV, but he has the Thor 3D version. Nice. Get on that, Alfio, because it's a fun time. It is. Captain America, also in the 3D version. 3D looks awesome on my 3D TV. I own that. It's pretty rad. I love my TV. Well, Alfio, thanks so much for sending that. Uh, we... Alfio, please continue to send us stuff. Maybe work on the audio. I don't know if it's you're not close enough or you're not projecting loud enough. Yeah. And dude, don't or be afraid tech. to talk. Don't be afraid to talk loud. It's fine. You're in the comfort of your own home. You can talk loud. Or, or send us an email. Send, send us an email. email. Type it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll work it out. I mean, we... don't listen to Brad's ridicule. I mean, granted, Indeed. it's it's. Maybe work on the grammar a little bit, dude. I mean, but hey, come on. For yourself. That's, yeah, we want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. So, like, so feel free to send us stuff. We'll, we'll translate it any way we need to. Again, thank you, you can, so much. But if you wanted to, you could send Ramjack a video through our uh, Facebook page. You could. If absolutely. you wanted to. Absolutely. And really, the Facebook page has been blowing up lately. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much so for much, that. So much fun. So much funny stuff. So many terrifying things. Claire, I will get you. Yeah, that was some scary stuff, that doily. Yeah, guys, so join that on there. It's a nice club. It's a fun time. All the cool kids are there. Um, visit our website, curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Absolutely, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Look at Brad's tags for the shows because those are great. Listen to old episodes. Whole archives back there. You don't have to download it. You can stream it immediately there. See the old album artwork. Sometimes if you download just directly to your phone, it downloads the default 
cover, which is unfortunate because I yeah. really like all the covers, especially on some other podcasts because they change it, mm-hmm. and we change it every time. So there you go. On Twitter, you can get us at Ramjack Podcast. Yes, leave us an iTunes review. Thank you so much, guys. Indeed. We do this for you, well, we do it for ourselves, but we also do it, and we're glad that you listen. Also, guys, you can catch me on the Twin Peaks podcast. Uh, we recently put out a couple episodes. We did the series retrospective, which was kind of fun, and went on some crazy tangents. We also recorded the Twin Peaks-inspired episode of Psych recently, which will be out soon, so check that out. Also, I was on I'll Watch That with Tammy and Dan talking about the movie The FP, which might be the craziest thing I've ever seen. So check that out, guys. It's fun times. Oh, wow. This is this is really nice. Look at this. Is that a Van Gogh? I think that's a Van Gogh. Oh, wow. Originally. Hey, wait. Where's Grandma? Oh, I, I don't know. Where did she disappear to? Oh. she's in the car. What? <laughs> OMG. <laughs> L-M-B. Yes, that's French they're speaking. And no, these children aren't French. They're American. And they've acquired their amazing new language skills from Muzzy, the remarkable new video language program for children developed by the British Broadcasting Corporation. With this unique BBC language course, children learn a second language with incredible ease. Four delightful videos quickly become their favorite TV show and teaches children the same way they learned English. Learning another language becomes fun. You'll be amazed when your children begin speaking and understanding their new language from the very first day through this unique method. The entire course, four videos, two audio cassettes, the activity book, and the parents' guide and answer book is available in French, Spanish, Italian, or German. To order, use your credit card and call this number. We'll ship and charge you $28.08 a month for six months. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Tiny, tiny side of Swedish country town Two acres of field and a gas station Riding on my moped, looking for fun Staring into the blood red sun Oh, the country road is a boulevard With neon lights and night open bars In my jacket, pack of playing cards Just jacks, jokers and a clean up farts My heart is beating, beating like Ringo As I pull into the drive-in bingo Wanna look like the people in the city When the people in the city are just light and pretty I want the people in the country to have flannel shirts And psycho jeans all covered in dirt I want the people in the country to be open and kind But most times I met those with a narrow mind With a big black dog to bite you behind If they ever find out you're not one of the kind All these thoughts as I open up the zingo Friday night by the traffic bingo
the Southwest Village shouldn't cost that much Maybe a handful of silver or a hundred bucks We could have wild wild parties in that big old lodge And windmills perfect for movies and such We could fake our deaths to get insurance money And take on hippie names I'd be snowfish, you'd be sunny We could start a little farm with little white bunnies Just cause watching them copulate is very funny There's a cow and an ostrich just waiting for you A glass of apple cider just waiting for you The smell of 1952 just waiting for you And all 